Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame to his game because he's always the same. That's me. Grumpy. Yeah. How are you doing on this fine Wednesday? Okay. Okay. okay, had some really severe weather swing through yesterday, last evening, all day. Uh, nice to see that clear out. Talking about the freaking weather. Fair enough there, Grump. Um, but, but for those who are new to this channel, new to this show, new to this podcast, welcome. This is a twice-a-week All-Islanders podcast that takes place every single Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every single Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the channel and you like the content that we put out, you like the friendly banter, you like talking about the New York Islanders, you like you like consenting opinions that don't always align with the Islanders cartel media. Uh, the media cartel, the Isles media cartel. Make sure to do a few things there for us. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube, right? So you don't miss out on any of our future content. And heck, we're getting at the point of the season where, you know, there's an occasional emergency podcast every once in a while. And you want to make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on those emergency podcasts. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. And also, if you like the content, make sure to leave a thumbs up. Make sure to hit the like button. Apparently, that helps the algorithm. It gets this fun time of talking the aisles out to the masses. And also, it just lets us know you like the content that we're putting out. So make sure to leave a thumbs up too if you like the content. One more piece of housekeeping. Um, we also do have a podcast called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. 
Now, that is a twice-a-week all-sports podcast that takes place every single Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every single Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How can I get to the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show, right? Um, you can get to that if you go ahead and go to the link in the description below or go it's listed as a future featured page here on our YouTube channel. So you scroll all the way to the bottom, it will show check out our other podcasts and there will be TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. And that's an all sports podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. We talk NHL, we talk basketball, we talk NBA, we talk MLB, we talk college athletics, we talk NFL, we talk European football, we talk anything and everything sports on that show. And and the magnificent Sun X who does all the comments here for this show also is on the show too. So uh, it's it's a friendly, fun little mix. And if you haven't listened to that show yet, you definitely want to make sure you go ahead and give it a little listen, a little look-see, grumpy old man. Um, but I tell you, we're going uh, Wednesday evening to the Islanders. Had, You're going in and out. You're, just you. lost to the Vancouver you're going yeah, that is correct going. because I've got a whole bunch. My ram, yeah, my ram, my ram. Yes, that grumpy. Thank you very much. Hopefully, it should Just sound better now. Know. I was doing a lot. Of- Why? Thank you, grumpy. Thank you. Hopefully, it's it sounds somewhat clear to everybody else at home. Um, but uh, you know, we're going live on Wednesday. Um, after the Islanders lose to the Vancouver Canucks, and uh, you know, it was funny. We were having our Saturday podcast against the Coyotes. We've just beat the Coyotes 5-1. to one. Yeah! We pummeled up on those those big old bad Arizona Coyotes, and we said, you know, what 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 would change and leave me in a very cheery disposition? Well, we were playing the Vegas Golden Knights. We were then going to... Oh, we had already lost. Did we already, we already lose to Vegas at that point, Grump? No, I think we played Vegas Saturday night after the show. That's exactly right. Okay. We, okay. That's right. That's what we were talking about. They said, Oh man, you know, we've got some big measuring stick games. We've got Vegas, right? Vegas is really, really good. They're the Stanley cup, the defending Stanley cup champions. We had the Vancouver Canucks. We had a Toronto Maple Leafs. I said, these are three really big games. And I said, we're getting to, you know, a pretty tough portion there of our schedule. Well, since our last podcast, we suffered five to two losses to both the Vegas golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks. So we talk about measuring stick games. We talk about games that say, hey, is this team good enough, right, to compete at the top level, to compete against great teams? And we we lose those games, it seems, more often than not. And it's the level of compete that's concerning for me. I thought we were more – we were certainly more competitive against Vegas, who was missing seven starters, um, than we were against Vancouver. Vancouver was – that was like Pittsburgh, honestly. It was bad. I just – I don't know where we're going from here. I think that for me that's the biggest issue. It's like where – what's the next step? I, I For me it's pretty obvious we're not good enough to compete with good teams. Just not. And, and you know, you think about – we had the highest percentage of points gathered over a 22-game span, and we were still scuffling around in third and fourth place in our division. You know, eventually, everything kind of normalizes. Sure. Now you're, you see a whole bunch of teams are within two points of us with games in hand, and you know we're not going to be going at a, like an 800% clip of 
you know, points wise. You're just not going to do that all year. This team isn't. And it's like, okay, what happens if by the middle of February we're six, seven, eight points out of a playoff spot, which is, I mean, it's possibility. I'm not saying a probability, but certainly a possibility. And it's like, where do we go from there? I just, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. What I was laughing at is Jeremy, and he couldn't be wronger. He said, no one in here because you two negative losers just complain all the time. Well, Jeremy, we have this show on multiple platforms. And, you know, again, we'll have plenty of comments that we'll be rifling through tonight if you're new to the show. And it, 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 there's a lot of people that are very I don't critical. Look at negativity. I, I, I mean, what should we say? Hey, everything's great. We get fucking shit canned against every team that has a 500 record or better. They fucking blow us out of the water. Woo-hoo! So that's a good, we should celebrate that. Okay. Great. Knock stuff out, Jeremy. Just, sorry. Sorry, most, bro. Most. I just, I mean, you know what? Look at it with your fucking eyes open. Look at the team with your fucking eyes open. That's, that's, that's what I wish people would do today. Look at this team with your eyes open. We're the worst defensive team in the fucking league. If it wasn't for Sorokin in net and uh, Varlamov in net, we'd be Columbus. We would be the Columbus Blue Jackets or Chicago or San Jose. That's how bad we are. And you want to know who I don't blame? I do not blame Lane Lambert. Lane Lambert knows that this team, he's got to do anything to generate goals. Anything. So we're doing anything we can to score, and it means sacrifice the defense, hope the goaltender comes up and makes is just spectacular every night. This It's the same thing they did last year because guess what? We're not going to win games when we score one goal a game or two goals a game. Just not going to happen. We do, I mean, I sent you an article, TJ, from Arthur Staple, and we can go through it today. It's in The Athletic. <laughs> um, it just goes to show, you know, he's the buzzword that keeps flashing in one's mind as you scroll through all these hard stats is unsustainable. I mean, that's what it is. This team is – what we're doing so far being a borderline playoff team, team, that is unsustainable because our defense is for shit. Our team de- defense is horrid. I mean, Sorokin's yeah. been – the goaltending is the only thing that saves us, the only thing is Sorokin making I don't know how many saves. He let in one goal last night that he certainly wants back. But you know what? He made about seven or eight saves that, you know what, anybody other any other goalie lets in. I'm just – you know what, Lamanites, open your fucking eyes. That, that's, that's, the, that, that's my suggestion to you. Open your eyes, Lamanites. Just open them up. You know who you're not going to hear much from? You're not going to hear much from the lead Lamanite. You won't. Awful tough when you get blown out of the water every night to try to put a – uh, you know, a little pretty little bow on it. Hey, our guys know how to skate. Hey, you well, know what? They know what time the game started. I mean, those are positives. And guess what? They know what time it ends, too. Just about 10 o'clock every night, two and a half hours after it starts with another loss. Get ready tomorrow night. That's a loss. Toronto, blow us. Toronto plays defense now. Toronto plays defense. Toronto's capable of playing defense. Oh, they had seven goals against uh, San Jose, by the way, seven to one. That's a team we lost to, blew a three-goal lead to. San Jose, worst team in the league. Okay. I wonder how that's going to turn out tomorrow. We're going to be – we're going to have on pace for 92 points probably through, uh, you know, the mid at the midway point of the season. And all the other – all the other teams – you ever seen the movie – what the hell was the movie? Oh, Iron Will. You ever see Iron Will? 
movie Ironwell. Yes. Where the kid, the kid was leaving like two o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, the last night of the race, I mean, he's worn out. And then everybody, it's like, it's like the end of Indianapolis 500. Zoom, 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 zoom. That's all these teams <laughs> blowing past us into potential playoff spots. We're not making. The I play. forgot how good. I forgot how good of a movie that is. And I was like, man, before I'm like, I forgot that's how the ending went. I knew it. I knew something like that happened in the end. And now Grumpy just fucking re-ruined the end for me. I was gonna watch it again, and I was. I haven't seen that movie in freaking decades. I was like, oh, that's gonna be fun to watch. I'm you like, oh, you and you already told me the ending though. And here's the thing. You know what, Lou Lamarillo, he's like Iron Will's dad at the beginning of the movie. He's running this. He's running this team into the freaking river. Just gonna. That's it. Over. He had to. He had to cut the rope and let himself die for the team to get better. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I do not remember Iron Will at all. Jesus Christ, Grumpy. That's like the like in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. I have not the seen dad, this movie in kid, decades. Plural. Fredo. Fredo is trying to. Fredo's trying to pull up help to help him. He's like, no, no, Fredo, no. Don't, don't. And he's like, dad, dad. And he's trying to pull him up with the dogs. And he just takes out. It's like, and he, that's the end of the old man. That's it. Then he had to go in the race to try to save the farm and go to college. Great movie. Great movie. That's when Disney actually made good movies. Live action movie. Really good. I watched that movie. I want to say at least once a year I watched that movie. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Great family entertainment. Fuck it, Grumpy. Iron Will. In case in case you haven't seen Iron Will in a while, don't worry. Grumpy gave you all the high points. He gave you the ending, so you don't have to worry about anything. Nothing is left to fucking imagination. Grumpy's telling you all the big parts. The dad cuts himself off and kills himself so that the, the son's able to continue to race at a quicker pe- pace and he doesn't get all, like, tripped no, up. No, 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 no. That's just when, you know, hey, the river, the river gives life and it takes life. That's what they found out in that movie. <sighs> Oh. And you had the guy from Sweden yelling at his dogs, and they turn up. <laughs> so I guess the two, I guess the take two Indian movie. brothers, the Carey brothers. Jeez. I mean, Jim Carrey's in this movie, huh? Not Jim Carrey. It was Albert, and I don't remember the other Carrey brother name. But then they, at the end, they bring Iron Will over to his mom. You see him; he's freaking look like he's been run over by a bus. I mean. And, you know, and of course he wins at the end. Woo! I mean, how, how else is that movie going to end? But fantastic. Just a great movie. Uh, Kevin Spacey, before he was, uh, his issues was in that, that movie too. He played a jaded newspaper man. Shit. Good movie. Absolutely good. Great movie. Not good movie. Great movie. Absolutely watch it. I'll have to add it to the list, but now it's low on the list because you told me everything that happens. You know what? As well as I told it. They tell probably Grumpy, a little better than you I tell, You tell a story oh so well that yeah. uh, I don't even need to worry about watching it anymore. That's true. That's true. Oh, man, oh, man. But, but that's where we're at as a team. It's like I just – if you look at it realistically, what do you think? Pittsburgh. We, I, Pittsburgh. Didn't they pick Pittsburgh at the beginning of the season to make playoffs? Yeah. Laughed at. Laughed at. Everyone laughed at me. Pittsburgh's absolutely making playoffs. Oh, Jersey. As bad as they've been, well, guess what? They're seven, two, and one in their last ten. Two points behind, two games in hand. Carolina, see you later. Wait, wait, hold on, Jersey. Think about is, this. Jersey, Jersey's had the worst. Wait a minute. Hold hold on. On. 
Jersey's had the worst save percentage in the NHL. Go ahead, Grump. Yeah. Here's the thing. Hold on. Is that a North Carolina license plate all the way up there? Oh, yeah, that's the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rangers. We were told by friends of this show, <laughs> Rangers. They're not making the play. Rangers? Oh, Islanders are going to be top two. Maybe top, you know, top three, top two probably. Mm-mm, no. I'm like, dude, you're not looking at the range? No. Rangers are old. They're terrible. Vinny Trocek, he makes too much money. You know what else he does? I remember he Vinny Trocek being a third. I remember Vinny Trocek being a third line center at best last year, too. I do remember that. You want to know what the Rangers do? They score goals and they win games. Here's the thing. Vancouver handed them their Vancouver's good. Vancouver's good. Shows what a good coach can do and patient with young players. What would we know about that? I don't know. We don't even have any young players on our team. But what did they do? I mean, they steamrolled the Rangers, beat them 6-3. You figure, okay, well, let's see. Islanders have had a number since Saturday to Tuesday. So what is that? Uh, yes, one? yes. The, the Vancouver Canucks played the Rangers, might I add. They played them on Monday evening, and they were playing the second half to a back-to-back. You know that thing? The Islanders have not won a single second half to back-to-back game all season long. The, you know, the kryptonite of the Islanders. They can't win when they have to play the second game, you know, in two days. It's too tough for them. But, you know, Vancouver, I thought, man, they're going to be a little sluggish. They played a high-scoring game against They played a high-scoring game against the Rangers. What's going to happen there? Not the case, Grump. I, I, you know, I looked at it like, okay, the Islanders had two days off in a row. Vancouver's second half of a back-to-back. You would expect their legs to be tired. They just kept on getting better and better and better every single shift. Every single shift. It was they just walked in on us time after time after time. I'm just like, is anyone, are there any forwards going to come back and help out this woeful defensive group? Any of them. And who was back? Adam Pellick. What did he do? He got his pocket picked by a guy who hustled, which led to a goal. Just whoops. Dude, keep your head up. I know you ain't been on uh, playing a competitive game for a while, but you know you figure you would not forget to kind of peek around the shoulder a little bit. Somebody coming up from behind you. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna give Pelican excuse. It was his first game back in months. No excuses. No excuses. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. That's what you sound like right now, Grump. Oh, God. I just said no excuses. No excuses. Um, he's back though. He, he, you know, he's back after 20 games. Um, man, I, I tell you, it's, it's a, guess what? Exactly where we thought this team would be. What is the thing I said? I feared the most at the very beginning of this season. And I've been saying it all along the way. The worst case know. scenario for this team to be in is around the NHL trade deadline in the middle of nowhere in the middle of no man's land we're not unbelievably fantastic to we're at the top of the conference the top of the metro the top of the division and we're not completely out of it so it gives our general manager enough justification to double down on this team again and to acquire more current players that are you know at the peak or a guy having a career year in a contract season and trade away more future assets to dig our hole even deeper, just to barely skate 
or just to barely maybe get into the postseason. It's just, it's it's the worst case scenario we can be in, and it's exactly where we currently are. I have a question for you, and I don't want to look too far ahead, but let's look at next year when we don't make the playoffs this year and we only have five million dollars in cap space. How does the team get better? How does the team get better? Don't well, tell me. Don't tell me that the forty-year-olds on this team are going to be getting better. Don't tell me the guys in the mid-thirties are going to be getting better. Is Simon Holmstrom going to take a step up from being a fucking goal hanger? Guess what? That that well's kind of dried up, hasn't it? Because guess what? A little tape on him now. Yeah, just keep a, keep an eye on that little pissant number ten. He likes to freaking hang out around a freaking red line when they're man down, hoping to get a, a breakaway. I mean, you know what it, we're gonna do, Grumpy? You know what we're gonna do this year with trade deadline? We're gonna give up our first round pick, Oliver Wallstrom, and something else for Elias Lindholm. Hey guys, we're gonna bring in Elias Lindholm, and we're gonna trade away all future assets possible. Another guy who's on an expiring deal in twenty twenty, and this year this is the this is the last year of his contract. There, he'll be an unrestricted free agent, and then we'll have to do some finance. We'll have to do some um, some fancy maneuvering to free up enough space for another twenty nine, almost thirty year old player thinking that that's going to help progress our team. That's um, that's 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 the big that's the big move that these people want. That's going to be the big move, I'm sure, that the fan base is going to want. Hey, we need to do something drastic, right? Because it's not defense that we need. Our defense is just not playing well. Our system is just not working. The system does not work. We lay back in our own zone. We concede 35 shots a night, you know. That is second worst in the NHL. Only the San Jose Sharks are worse than us in that manner. It doesn't matter when we add Pelican Pulak back. We're still going to be surrendering way too many shots on that. And what are you going to do? You have Pelic sign long-term, Pulak sign long-term, Mayfield sign long-term. I assume you want Dobson, and you also want Romanoff sign long-term, and you just scrape Mike Riley off the scrap heap. I don't assume that they're going to pick up any new defensemen. They're going to look to add, and they're going to add a forward, and they're going to give up an arm and a leg for a forward this trade deadline. Isn't Mike Riley a forward? Because he sure as hell don't play any defense. That's for certain. Well, He's the worst acquisition we've ever made. No, stop. Come on. He's, I'll, right, I'll he's, say not, this. he's not the worst we've ever made, but I'll tell you what. He's a miserable defenseman. You can see why two teams cut him. You can see why he was cut by Boston and then cut again by Florida. They're good teams. You know what? Good teams don't play pieces of shit like that in their lineup. That's they don't. Here's the thing: not only do they not play them on the lineup, they don't want them infecting the rest of the franchise. So they cut them loose. Oh, God. He sucks. Ugh. He's horrible. He's horrible. Against I, I think I even I think I sent you his whatever that. Alleged defense was against the Golden Knights with the goal they gave up to their fourth line. The one that was a, a questionable goal. You sent me a lot of these where you film. Oh God. Okay, I'm gonna try to get it grump. You sent me a lot of these where you, where you try to film something. Uh, uh, no, are you talking about against Colorado? No, I believe this was against Vegas. Um, you did not send me that. You sent me one against Colorado. You said this is what the Colorado announcers think of us, but that was the last time you said No, 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 I did send you one against Vegas. I'm looking at our text messages right now, and the last one I received from you is against Colorado. Maybe you recorded it, but you didn't send it to me. So if you send that to me, Grumpy, I will get it up post-speed, Grump. Do not worry. Um, I'll say this here. 
Our defense, what type of player personnel change can you make to improve it? Not much. And people are going to say, hey, a new coach fixes all of our problems. A new coach is like the magic elixir that we need in order to become a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. But in reality, it's not. Could it help the team getting a new coach? Absolutely, it could. It gives us a new, it gives us a little bit of a, you know, a new coach bounce for certain. It could. The issue here with this squad is unless you have a fantastic coach or unless you're playing that trot style of system, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what we're going to do defensively. We do not have the offensive firepower and the offensive ability from our forwards to control the puck in the offensive zone for long stretches. A lot of other teams have the ability to do that. It's almost like anybody who plays us always has the ability to control zone time, control puck possession, and control action. You know, unless we're playing the Arizona Coyotes or the Columbus Blue Jackets or one of the or the San, I won't even say the San Jose Sharks, but yeah, so the San Jose Sharks. How often do you say, "Wow, this is a game where the Islanders absolutely dominated from start to finish." Really, we have to look at it's going to be like one of the worst teams. That, the only times we dominate are against the absolute shitty teams in the NHL. And True. every time we're playing a top tier team, we look like the inferior squad. Look again. Look, you know, just look at the examples. Look how we played against Colorado. Look at how we played against Vegas. Look at how we played against the Canucks. The list goes on and on. Pittsburgh. We played top tier teams. Pittsburgh, too. Pittsburgh sure. Twice. Wait, you know, we still have to play the Rangers four times. That's four losses. You just sent me three videos. Which one do you want? Oh, four videos. Mike, f- you sent me the same video four times in a row. Which one? Or you sent me the same video three times in a row. Grumpy. Which video first do you one, want? I did not send you the same video three times in a row. Go to the first one that I sent you. Then you could show. Grumpy, what is this? This is the same video three times in a row, my guy. Do you see that? That's three times That's in one. The one right video. up above it. The one with the guy's face. So you. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'll get that pulled up. Then the one with the girl who looks like Beaky the Buzzard in female form for the Vegas Golden Knights. I will not be showing that, Grumpy. Does she not look like Beaky the Buzzard? No, Grumpy. I'm not even entertaining that. It's Um, funny. It's funny. You know what I'm I'm stuck on, Grumpy? The only thing I'm, I'm stuck on is the Islanders and the struggle that the Islanders, that we've been enduring for the Islanders. Ugh. I tell you, it's people are just people. People are just throwing anything out there. Hey, Corey Perry. Ooh, Islanders might be looking at Corey Perry. Oh, Zach Parise. Once we get Parise back, everything is golden. Corey is Perry. this team of Zach Parise or Corey Perry away from being a competitor? Why would Corey Perry want to play for this team? Why would Corey Perry play for this team? I know he had a meeting with Bettman today. I'm sure he had to kiss his ass for something. He was um, cleared to play. Oh, cleared to play. How does that? How do you think that makes Chicago feel? I think that makes Chicago feel. I don't think Chicago cares. They just freaking cut him loose. Just cut him loose again. Guilty until proven innocent. I don't even know what he did. I don't even care. Honestly, don't care. Yeah. Okay, hold on a second. Here it is, Grumpy. I'll get this up in a second for us here. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Mike he's Riley been reading defense. This should be good for a laugh. Mike Riley playing defense. <laughs> I will tell you, he gets all, all the analytics. And here's the thing. 
analytics sometimes, right? Like no, 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 no. It means nothing. It means nothing. Sometimes analytics are correct because it's like a, a like a sun shining on a dog's ass. Happens twice a day. Happens every once in a while. Once in a blue moon, a blind squirrel finds a nut. And there's sometimes that the analytics can prove what the eye test actually sees. But Mike Riley is a perfect example of the analytics do no justice to what you actually see on the ice and what you see on a game in game out basis. It's that simple. Um, let's see here, grumpy. You got, Oh, here it is. Okay. Give me, let me load this here. A 30 second clip, uh, for the Vegas go or during the Vegas golden grump. Should I listen to this with sound grumpy or no? Yes. Yeah, sure. I, you can listen to it with sound. It's more amusing that way. Can we talk? Okay, this is the Mayfield blunder grump. So it's the other one. Jesus Christ, grump. You told me the wrong one. Okay, this one I will. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Mayfield. People are so upset. I cannot believe Lamarillo signed Mayfield to a seven year deal. Yeah. Um, we said that we were taught, we were taught, we said trade him at the deadline, let somebody else pay for a guy in his 30s. That's what we said. That's why, people should listen to the show. That's why people should listen to the show. You find out what, what the Islanders should do. So this way, you're not fucking eight months behind, you're not so far behind that you look stupid to your friends. That's why you come and listen to the show every single, every single time that we're on because we are prophetic. Everything we say comes true. You want to, you want to look dumb. To the, the intelligent people in the world, keep on listening to the Lamanites. Keep on listening to them because you know, it might make you feel better, but then you're going to wake up. Oh, shit. Did I take the blue pill or the red pill? Oh, my goodness. That's the way it, that's what the way it is. <laughs> Sorry. So, Grumpy, I, I, by the way, I don't think you actually sent me a video of Mike Riley BTW. So, uh, we shall see. Um, but, uh, yeah, the. Scott Mayfield is a good playoff style defenseman because he's a guy who loves to hold clutch and grab. And in the postseason, they don't call that in the regular season. They call that. So people are like, oh, man, Scott Mayfield just makes a habit of taking dumb penalties. Yes, he commits those penalties year round. He just gets called in the regular season in the postseason. He doesn't get called. You signed a guy who's not a fleet of foot skater a guy who is a playoff-style defenseman, and you're expecting to see him be a solid, steady Eddie in the regular season. That's just not a proper expectation for the guy. just isn't. He's over 30, and he gets a seven-year extension for a bottom-pairing defenseman. Where have we seen that before? Casey Sizikas, J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Pierre Engvall. Uh, Semyon Volomov. Where do we see the Anders Lee? Where do we see these things over the same mistakes over and over and over again? Where where is that river when we need it from Iron Will? Where is it? Look look at look at really quickly. Let me remove this banner. Look at this grumpy old man. My God Almighty! Just take a look at how we're set up for the moment. What the hell is Simon Holmstrom doing hooking Bolduc behind the net? You have think about this. You have Bolduc and Holmstrom high five in each other back there. 
you have Mayfield vacating the front of the net to go ahead and <laughs> to go ahead and try to put pressure on a guy who is not in a good shooting angle. And just look at this shit. It's just it's shambolic defensively. It is. It's because our guys are running around chickens with their head cut off. Their Man, face Sorokin sucks. Man, Sorokin sucks. Yeah, he should have totally made a save right here. I can't believe he didn't make it. But look, look at Mayfield. My guy, this is your man right here. This is your guy. This is not your guy at the faceoff dot. Jean-Gabriel Pajot can migrate over there as your guys get back in position. Tell me again how defensively aware Simon Holmstrom is. Tell me again. Tell me again how great he is. He sucks. He sucks. Take away his five short-handed goals. You know what? He's less than a ham and egg. You cannot take away short-handed goals, though, Grump. I am. I'm taking them away. You can't do that. I won't let you, Grump. I'm just doing it anyway. Some yeah, of those other Sorokin clips. Does suck. My God, he should have easily had a save right there. Look at this. Oh, you like how Mayfield got nutmeg? At least he tried. At least Mayfield tried. You know, I like Scott Mayfield. At least he tried. He's got to do better there. He's trying. Well, you got two guys behind the net. You got two guys behind it. You got Simon Holmes from hooking his own man. What can Scott Mayfield do for that? He tried, you know, what else could he do? Tried to take away the pass. That didn't work. I mean, I, great defense. And just whoop. Great just, team defense. All I got to do is just put my stick on it. It goes into the net. The oh, yeah, man. Sorokin sucks. Sorokin only had, who was only supposed to give up 2.6 expected goals that game. He's letting goals in like this. He sucks. Sorokin blows. My God. He should have easily had a save right there. Sorokin's supposed to be Jesus Christ incarnate. Like, these are the expectations that the fans have. What is Sorokin supposed to be doing right from here? unimpeded, open in front of the net on a one-timed opportunity. What's Sorokin supposed to do here? Is he supposed to just go ahead and spread and cover the entire net? Can I just say something? And just to let you know, this was the game where we played much better of the two between uh, Vegas and uh, Vancouver. Yes. I mean, we played, I want to say, 30 times, well, double uh, – Three times better than we did last night. And this is this is what happened Saturday night. This is what happened Saturday night. Like I said, I don't know how anyone can look at this team and think, yep, we're making playoffs. I don't I don't know how anyone can do that. I think we can make playoffs. I just don't think we're a real team. How are we gonna make playoffs? Pittsburgh is on our heels, devils are on our heels. They're both two points out with games in hand. You think you think we're beating Pittsburgh this year? Absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. Pittsburgh's going to be in the rear. Devils. Wait, you know his thing. I think we'll come in fifth, Could fifth you? in division. Which maybe, if they maybe if Tampa does, maybe we make it as an eighth playoff spot. Look so we really quick, real quickly. This is look how close he came to making that save with a stick. Can you freaking believe that our goalie? You can see matter. his it stick. Matter. It doesn't matter. We've made our point on that. We don't need to continue hitting that. We well, know it. I'm we know that's that's that for that's for the Lamanites who think that Ilya Sorokin's no good anymore because his numbers are down. You remember what I said before last year? His numbers might be worse, but he might actually be better for the team. I said that last year. Just shows you I was a year ahead of what actually happened. This year he's still playing spectacular. Are his numbers what they were last year? They're absolutely not. But you know what? He's being hung out to dry. Now this one here might have some other play in there also. Okay, let's listen, Grumpy. 
by the New York Islanders. Nick Watt getting credit for it uh, right now with his sixth. We've come a long way from a foot in the crease taking his goal back in. This play might be the reason why the National Hockey League went away Look from at him. that. <laughs> what lazy fucking... You guys, I'm not going to cover. Right, listen, listen. If you're going to comment in the video and you're commenting now, we're not going to be able to hear a damn word you're saying. Let you in the video right. comment or you in real life comment. One or the other. All right. We'll listen to the video comment first, then I'll touch it. How about that? Okay. Sounds good. Fucking Riley. Look at that. him. A lazy fucking defender in that piece of shit. Blows. By the way, Sorokin could make a good save right here, too, don't you think, Grump? <laughs> yeah. Got a little ass sandwich he's eating there. <laughs> we're, st we're definitely setting him up for success. <laughs> what I did, what I didn't realize is that I commented live on that, so I did not realize that. <laughs> Let's continue. To you know what it is? You just can't control yourself when you're watching it. Just like, oh, fucking, fucking Riley. <laughs> Riley is Riley is the Bailey of the defense. Oh. Into the blue ice, he's allowed to have to hold position outside of the crease. Sorokin, I think Jane Knight did a, a brilliant job describing this uh, during the period. Sorokin goes into Kolasar. That's Kolasar isn't interfering with Sorokin. It's the other way around. And uh, Kolasar is allowed to go there. He does not back in. He goes, he plants himself right there. Is that there, it, Grumpy? And Maybe, I don't know. Okay. That's what he's oh, we can go back to Riley. Riley just, I mean... Uh, <laughs> I mean, think about this. Think about this sequence here from Mike Riley. And all I hear from the Lamanites, all I hear from, from oh, Mike Riley, so, a little Amarillo, so fantastic. Well, let's take a look here at our boy Mike Riley. Let me let's chase this him. guy. Let me chase Whoop. this guy. I'll pretend to cover him. Oh, I'll go. Whoops. Whoops. Got by me again. <laughs> a different guy. This is their fourth line. This is not like, this is not like, uh, you know, uh, the French Connection oh, lines, Sabres back in the 70s, or, you know, uh, Guy Lafleur for Montreal. This is this is their fourth line. And they just chase, 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 chase. And he never touches anyone. Yeah. Just look at this shit. Like, what the f Did he forget what? that there's somebody in front of the fucking net? And he's like, let me skate into the other two guys so this guy gets a clear shot. With just look, just look at the look at the look at our defense. Can we just take a second to look at this? What in God's name? We're not short-handed. I know if you thought you may have thought with that sequence, the Islanders they were short-handed. That's why they got all out of whack. No, this is five-on-five five hockey. Holy shit! Look at this. Both our defensemen are almost above the dot. As we've got here, a freaking forward for Vegas, putting up, putting a campfire up, turning on, turn on the grill, going ahead and eating some brats right in front of Sorokin, preventing him from seeing the puck. Oh, Sorokin should have made a save there. Sorokin needs to do better. Anybody who's saying that shit seriously needs to check themselves out and say, am I being objective here? Like, this is, what are you expecting Sorokin to do here? And Riley just completely out of position 
needs to do better. Whiffs on two different defensive attempts and then just starts wandering like like a kid at like a, a seven-year-old soccer game, just trying to follow the ball and just trying to run after the ball instead of sticking to his position. This guy's supposed to be a professional. Exactly right, Grumpy. There's a reason why this guy's been cut from two teams in the last 12 months because of shit just like this. He's he's a SBS. Sucks, blows, and swallows. That's it. SBS. Oh, there it is. He's got to do better, though. He's terrible. He's terrible. <laughs> and that was that was the eventual game-winning goal, I believe. That was a game-winning goal. But hey, if you listen, he was only supposed to give up like 2.6 projected goals, and he gave up five that game against Vegas. He's got to do so much better. Like, like I said, you know what that means to me? Absolutely nothing. It means nothing. Expected goals. I, I, dude, put away your freaking slide rule and just watch the game. Watch the game. Did you look? Did you look at the uh, the Arthur Staple article? You find it funny. I, did, I didn't have a chance to read it, but tell me, I've got it up. I can. We can look at it together, Grumpy. What happened to the yeah. Arthur Staple article? Well, he just, you know, just commenting says Illy, the 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 title of the article is Illy Sorokin says he feels good. He better because the Islanders have no options in goal. <laughs> and he goes to touch on you know a lot of things we've been saying, right? Um, you know, how this is Sorokin. He's uh, Tuesday with his eighth straight start, and it'll be nine or eighth straight appearance because Varlamov got hurt. It'll be nine on Thursday and then 10 on Saturday and so on. And he doesn't mean to knock Ken Appleby because he might get his first NHL action in six years next week in back-to-back <laughs> games against Minnesota and uh, Winnipeg. Think about that. Okay. You don't have to slam Ken Appleby, but you did by saying he's been in the league. He's 28, and he hasn't had an NHL start in six years. You know what that means? He should probably be playing against the Islanders because those are the type of goalies we play against every night. But we're not capable of scoring. They're not going to put their starters in there. Just throw a Ken Appleby in there. How ugly if he plays – I think, honestly, if you're going to give him a start, it should be against Minnesota. Minnesota's really banged up. Yeah. Missing uh, um, Kaprizov and Spurgeon. Johannes Routine, Jared Spurgeon. The list goes on and on. Minnesota has a lot of injuries this year. A lot of injuries. They're starting goaltenders out. So, And then you play Winnipeg the next night, who I think is one like nine in a row. And and by the way, Connor Hullabuck is playing fantastic hockey, looking like he'll probably win the Vesna this season. And Kyle Connor should be back potentially next week. So, I mean – you know, that's a loss. So that's that's a has to be a Sorokin game. I think if you're going to play Appleby, uh, play him against Minnesota if you're going to do it. But long story short, he touches on a lot of things we've touched on, uh, you know, where the Islanders, uh, they've had so many ups and downs throughout the season, but there's been one constant. This team gives up way too many shots on goal, scoring chances, and high danger chances. They rank 31st in shots against, 30th in scoring chances against, and 30th in high danger chances against. Sorokin's appeared in 30 games uh, by the second week of January last season. He had a 924 save percentage, third in the league, and a 235 goals against, and on, on seven, 830, 873 shots. Okay, 730, 37 scoring chances faced. 
After Saturday, Sorokin's line looked like this. 909 save percentage, 317 goals against, 938 shots against, and 834 scoring chances faced. Think about that. That's almost 100. It's over 100 extra scoring chances and 60 more shots. So, all right, 60 more shots means more shots, but the scoring chances are even greater. It just shows how poor our defense has been. I mean, it's just, come on. I mean, it's, what, how, where are you going? And then they talk about the defenseman they used. Waiver wire pickup, Riley. Struggling prospect, Bolduke. I think Bolduke's been better. Is he, is, you know, is he a finished product? No. And a replacement veteran who's now likely done for the year, Bertuzzo. Uh, maybe Sorokin should be expecting 35 shots tonight and 30 scoring chances. But the buzzword that keeps flashing in everyone's mind as you scroll through these stats is one thing, unsustainable. Sorokin was a workhorse over the final month of last year, playing 13 of the final 14 games as the Islanders eked out a playoff spot. Against the Hurricanes over the following two weeks, he was good but not great, and the Islanders cannot, could not afford merely good. Nor can they now. What are you doing? What can we possibly do? I mean, that's the direction that we're going in. Call it poor planning, bad development, bad luck, or all three. But the Islanders haven't had a rainy day fund in net. Appleby assumed the veteran pro mantle from Corey Snyder a couple of seasons ago. Skerrick is into his fifth year at Bridgeport, and the numbers haven't vastly improved. But he's still just 24 too young to give up on a goalie. If he hasn't improved in five years, it's not too early, in my opinion, to give up on him. It's like, what direction are you going? I mean, I don't know what else you can do. I mean, you realize we're going to be playing Nashville. The Islanders are 0-7-2 against Nashville in the last six years. Yikes. Yikes. Does anything get better for this team going forward? Anything? I have no idea. I mean... It's frustrating. Who do you blame? It's the guy who sits in the ivory tower. It's Lou Lamarillo. I mean, that's what happens when you sign a 35-year-old backup goaltender with a history of groin injuries and you have nothing else. Well, injuries happen. Yeah. What happens if Sorokin gets hurt? Let's say we got a little Applebee in net. I mean, I don't think you're getting a two-for-one coupon when you go to Applebee's. That's all I'm saying. Who else are they going to put in there? Think about that. If Sorokin gets hurt, where does this team go? If Dobson gets hurt, where does this team go? If Barzell gets hurt, where does this team go? You could tell me how great Pelic is, how big of a loss Pulak is. Those guys haven't been – they've been on a downward trajectory since 2001. Absolutely they have. Mm. I don't I, – I mean, I don't know where you go. There's no help from your – there's no help from your forward group, just none. Do you want to go back to the Barry Trot system? Everybody just plays defense. Is that what we want to do? And hopefully we win games one nothing. That's not sustainable either. I just, I, I just, I'm really disappointed because I don't feel like there's a path out for the team unless you start trading some veterans who actually make money. I just don't know what direction how the team improves moving forward. The the team and and by the way, I was able to hear that. I tell you, man, oh man, think about that. We're giving up 
so many more chances this year. So many, oh, so many chances and a lot more shots. Now, Sorokin, that's right. Look at how many of the fans last year complained. Oh, Sorokin just, he looked, he didn't look good in the postseason. That's why we lost. If he made the saves and wasn't giving up shots from behind the net, we would have won. Yeah, okay. You had to use and abuse him down the stretch just to make the postseason. And what are we doing? Early on this year, we're already having to use and abuse him. What do you think that's going to, how do you think that's going to bode for the team long-term this this season? Not well. You want know, one thing I noticed yesterday? The Islanders telecast, I guess they stopped putting up shots on goal. Because I didn't see shots on goal the whole time I watched. I'm like, why, why am I not seeing shots on goal? It certainly looks like a shooting gallery out there. It wasn't that bad. It was only 37 to 22, yes, or 37 to 20. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, oh, so 33 to 20. I mean, that's better than usual, I guess. But Vancouver, I mean, just the way they just kind of walk, they just walked into the zone time and time, time again. Who the hell, the big guy, Myers, just walks in. Nobody stops him. Free entry in, free entry into the zone. No pressure when you get into the zone. And I'm like, how are you expected to put forward a, a good defensive effort when you allow easy zone entry? And when they're in the zone, you don't put any sort of pressure on them and say, take as much space and opportunity as you want. And Vancouver just coasted in the third period. Yes. They just coasted. And you know what? My boy Brock Nelson, two goals. Those are typical Brock Nelson goals. Down by three, he scores one. Down by three again, he scores one. Okay, the first one. Goals. The first one, Kyle Palmieri, spectacular pass. That that uh, that backhanded pass from where he was on that power play goal, tremendous. And, uh, you know, Nelson did his job. I mean, he pumped that puck in there. Goalie almost got there, didn't. Great pass. That was Palmieri all the way. And then the other one, just a shot that the goaltender, he just missed. He just missed from distance. But those are Brock Nelson goals. Goals that don't mean anything. I'm surprised Anders Lee didn't have a couple of those. Get beat, you know, 10 to 2, and there's two Anders Lee goals. And he's celebrating at the end. Oh, I got two goals. No. Right? No. Uh, it's One guy I want to defend before I know we, I know we have to do ad read. I know. But one guy I wanted to We're, say. Hold on. We're already an hour in. My God. Grumpy, yeah. you've been on fire today. I love it. Because yeah. I'm pissed off. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. When we win, I'm more calm. I'm more sedate. When we lose, and we're just, it's not like, wow, a bounce of the puck here, a bounce of the puck there. We win that game. No shot. How many times have we been blown out in the last couple of weeks? I mean, blown out. Totally dominated. I mean, the Colorado game, notwithstanding, uh, you know, where it went to overtime, but we were totally dominated in that game as well. We're just getting dominant, dominated on the ice. There, yeah. At some point in time, something has to change. You can change the coach if you want. That's not going to solve the issue. Not going to solve the issue. <laughs> the change has to come at the top. Ownership needs to realize we need a new GM. This iteration of the Islanders is done. Yes. This what percentage chance you think this team has of winning a Stanley Cup? Zero. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. It's not a freaking crooked number. So that means it's zero. <laughs> zero. No shot at all of winning a Stanley Cup. 
at some point in time, you have to say, you know what? Okay, this little mini run is over. We must change up our tactics. And if the old man won't do it, you got to show him the door. Sorry. Yep. One guy, like I said, one guy that I want to, that I think has been getting a little bit of heat, and I've given heat to him before, Pierre Engvall. You're hearing people kind of go after him saying, well, gosh, he hasn't scored. He hasn't done this. Don't blame Pierre Engvall. He's a third-line player at best. That's what he is. Just because the Islanders thought he was a second-line player, he never will be, never was, never will be. Just not happening. It's not his skill set. I'm not saying he sucks. I'm saying he's allergic to contact. If you put him on the third line, I think he'd be fine. But guess what? You don't give third liners seven-year contract extensions either when they're 28 years old. You don't do that. That's how you hamstring yourself. But look, grumpy old man, he kept the AAV down. I could care less. He's going to be here for seven years. He's not going anywhere. Scott Mayfield, what the AAV is three and a half million. So what? So what? You don't give a guy in his 30s a slow-footed, bottom-pairing defenseman a seven-year contract extension. You don't do it. We do it over and over and over again. Who's next? Brock Nelson. He's going to be 33 last next year on the last year's deal. If the old man is still here, how much you want to bet he gives him a five-year extension? If the old man's still here, I can promise you that Brock Nelson. He needs to time. go. Brock Nelson, and it's not because he sucks. Brock Nelson needs to go because he has probably the most value of anyone here that you would potentially say, okay, we want to move forward. You got to get rid of the guys in their 30s. Palmieri. How's he doing? See you later, I was I heard from the, the lead Lamanite three weeks ago, oh, gosh, look at how many points he has. He hasn't had a point since <laughs> because he is what he is. He's a 35-point-a-year guy. That's what he is. He plays on the second line for us. He's a second freaking liner. Guess what? In the real world, he's a third liner. The whole team is filled with third liners. Filled with third liners. Fourth liners. Fifth liners. That's what we have on this team. <laughs> I, I mean, sorry. The I, I will say this. You're not wrong when it comes to the Pierre Engvall. The, the problem is, you're for people who are upset or disappointed with this play, your head was filled with delusions of grandeur and how great, great things could be, how great that second line is. Hey, that second line in the playoffs was the best second line in five-on-five hockey. Whoa. And we, and we lost in six. And how Ever many of those goals, how many of those Brock Nelson goals went right through the body of Auntie Ranta? Four? He was, he's the only, Auntie Ranta was the only thing that kept the Islanders in that series. If you look at how they played to end the regular season, five on five, they only surrendered four or five goals, and they went ahead and accounted for 21. They're the best second line in all of hockey. Well, you find out that, guess what? And you look at a few statistics, you can go ahead and measure up and say, oh, great, I can manipulate statistic A and statistic B to prove my point. But the eye test was never there. The guy had speed. And he does create because he has speed, but he's a bottom six forward, just like he was in Toronto. He's the same thing here. Guess what? It wasn't like Toronto just said, oops, 
we did we didn't know that we had a guy who had the top six potential and this guy who's 26 27 years old we just didn't realize what he really was we didn't realize he was a diamond in the rough okay he couldn't even make the maple leafs roster until he was 25 does that scream second liner to you not to me it doesn't Wow, he didn't make it until he was 25 years old. 25 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Man, oh man. It's it's no, no, no. Okay, that's not correct. Grumpy. He's 27 now. He played 48 games with him back in 2019, 2020. That's just not correct, Grumpy. How many? Oh, so he played half a season. So he was a spot, he was a spot player when guy was hurt. 22. He was 22 years old when he first made the roster. 22, and then it, he played 23. He played 42 games, but he was a healthy scratch sometimes. Or maybe he got hurt. When was so, he a starter? When when did he become a starter on the team? I don't know if he missed time due to injury. Okay, he played six games no, in the post. He's a shitty player. He spent a lot of time at the Marlies. Okay, 2020, 2021, he played that was a short and truncated season due to COVID, the 50 whatever game season. He played 42 games in a regular season and six games in a postseason. He was a full-time starter. He was 23, 24. I'm saying he was 25. Well, it's not, it's just not true. For anybody who wants the accurate, it's more like 20 22, 23 years old for the accurate. For the people but he was not a full-time starter for them then. Hey, okay. It he was, came in when somebody else was hurt. He what he didn't get a full-time job to leave till he was 25. It was 23, the latest, but good try, Grumpy. Here's the thing. I will say this about Pierre Engvall. It's not like we found some special diamond in the rough, as I mentioned earlier, as I mentioned this offseason, too. Oh, no, we just happened to stumble across some really talented players that nobody noticed. If he hit free agency, he was going to get paid four and a half, maybe five million AAV. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Like, <laughs> See you later. Oh, man. Good gracious. 25. No. He, his the first the first time he played a, a 78 games, he was 25 years old. Grump, Grumpy. I want you to look really quickly at that. I kind of you can make me re-pull this shit back up. Grumpy, I just told you. Look at look at look at 2020. Oh Jesus. Let me just put it up on the screen so you could see old man, grumpy old man. Come on. Grumpy. Played look. half years before that. Half years. Hold on. 20, wow. These are not half years. 2020, 2020, 2021, Grumpy. That was we played 58 games or however many games it was in a regular season. That was the COVID season. How many games did we play that year? Remind me. 70-something. 70 74? No, no, motherfucker. We did not play 70 games. Not that year, Grump. That is incorrect. Ugh, let me see here. Yeah. All right, Grumpy. That year, no, we played 56. So he played in 42 of the 56 games. Very easily just could have missed some time due to injury. And guess what? He played. No, he wasn't good enough. Look at his numbers. Look at his numbers. Grumpy. Grumpy, what are you talking about? He played 42 of the 56 regular season games, and he started all six of the postseason games that they were in. What are you smoking? Yeah, they got eliminated in the first round. Oh, okay. I gotcha. But he, <laughs> he plays okay. on it in the first round. That okay, that also is true, but th the other portion is not true. He's a full time start at the age of 23 years old. Series. This guy's never been with a team that's ever won a playoff series. That's true, but again, not what we had spoken about. Anyway, yeah, uh, here's the thing people filled your heads with delusions of grandeur that he could be so great, and he's not.
He's exactly what we thought he was. And this team, in a large part, is exactly what they th- we thought they were. If you, in the postseason, you're going to be playing series that are games or series that are seven games long. Or, you know, best, best of seven. Well, guess what? You're going to be in a spot to where you're going to be playing all top-tier teams, all playoff caliber teams. We don't fare too well against those teams currently, and I don't think something's going to change. If we trade and add pieces to this deadline, it's going to be further digging ourselves into the hole. The damage was really done last year. We didn't do anything. That's when the damage was done. Look at how deep that 2022 draft class year is and the 2023 draft class year is. It's going to be like, oh, we're going to look back on that and say, wow, that was a big mistake. That was a big mistake. And uh, How big of a mistake would you say? It's just a mismanagement of assets. It's a it really is. It's pathetic. It's pathetic on how how poorly this guy manages the assets that we have on this team. We couldn't trade away Parise. Well, Parise is doing nothing. So seriously, you didn't trade away Parise. That could have got you maybe a second, perhaps a third round pick. Grump. Third round. So, okay, third round, bare minimum, third round pick. I mean, but that you is move, you move Varley and Mayfield. That's at least a first. Uh, at least a first in two seconds, I would say. Parise is not even playing anymore. Yeah. Right? You kept Parise because you thought, hey, he can win us a Stanley Cup. Not even playing anymore. Oh, we'll bring him back. Yeah. How how usually well do players do that take, you know, a substantial portion of the season off and just say, I'm coming back into it at the age of 37 years old? I will say that. I think he would give 100% effort, but why would he want to go to the Islanders? He's only coming back to win. Why the hell would you go to the Islanders? They ain't winning. I'd probably go to Pittsburgh. Go to Pittsburgh. Go to Carolina. Go to Jersey. Go to the Rangers. You want to win? Go to one of those teams. You want to lose? That's when you go to the Islanders. What? We're just going nowhere. This team is going nowhere. Oh. I, you, you hear some of the line. Oh, well, why do you? Why are you? Want the team to be bad now? We were bad for so long because I want the team to be better in the long run. So you want you want to have another mediocre season where we're ninth, tenth in the conference and say, well, but look, if we had you know fourteen hundred bounces and all the other teams died in plane crashes, we might have squeaked into the playoffs. Well, that's not what happens. We're not good enough. Look at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's rejuvenated. Pittsburgh's absolutely making the playoffs. Book it. And Pittsburgh will make a move at the deadline if they need to. They would. If I'm Pittsburgh, I'm doubling down with that core. Look at the age of that core. You know what? Got Crosby, Malkin, Latang, Gensel. Carlson. I mean, how, many, how many more kicks of the cans they have? Carlson. One, two tops. Carlson. One, two. Carlson, and I don't think we're enough. We were, we were told, we were led to believe Carlson, worst defenseman in the league. It's a plus 12. Hurricane. Hey, they just let him do whatever he wants out there in San Jose. And that's the only reason he had a decent season last year. He's going to come back this year and he's going to have to ask to be played defense and he's going to play like shit. He makes them worse defensively. They're going to they're be the worst defensive team in the league. Well, I, I hate to tell you, their team has given up 106 goals. Ours, 135. If they're the worst defensive team in the league, what does that make us worse than the AHL? Because, I mean, shit, that's like 30 goal difference. I told you Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh. Told you Pittsburgh. 
it's still early yet, but Pittsburgh definitely Pittsburgh's looks making the playoffs. Book it. Book it. Pittsburgh's making playoffs. Absolutely. Devils right. making playoffs. Carolina. Well, Carolina, look, they're struggling. They're, all of a sudden, they don't lose any more games. All of a sudden, no one scores on them anymore. Seems like they've righted the ship. Rangers, there's four teams right there. You're at best fifth in division. Let's say the Flyers keep it up. As doubtful I was as told that the is. Flyers. I was told the Flyers when I kept asking the question: At what point do we entertain the conversation that maybe the Flyers might make the postseason? Oh, the Flyers can never. They suck. They blow. And you're still in that camp. Still, I just said I when you start having the conversation. I still don't think they make plays, but I'm going to tell you one thing about the Flyers. There, with John Tortorella, they're going in the right direction. That much I can tell you. Carter Gauthier. Fifth pick overall last year. Says he didn't want to play there. And you know what John Tortorella says? I don't even know who he is. He don't want to play here. Get him out. I want to talk about the guys who are coming in a team. Did he really, oh, did guys, he really say that or you're bullshit? Guys I'm excited about. Did he really say that or you just you, – you're exactly. I, I'll pull the article up. You go – uh, No, no, don't worry. You do okay, you can do that. I'll read – I'll read the ad, Grumpy. You could go look that up. Get excited. I'll read the ad. Today's today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. We know hockey games move fast, but DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Again, you've heard us talk before about the great things you can do on DraftKings. The same game parlays. You could start adding, mixing, and matching to the same game. You could say uh, against the uh, the Islanders when they face off here tomorrow against the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm expecting the Islanders to shut out the Maple Leafs. You could say I'm expecting Matty B to get an assist. I'm expecting John Tavares to score back on the island. You could go ahead and mix and match a lot of different combinations in the same game for even bigger payouts and then having a great time all doing so on DraftKings. But download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now with promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NHL and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Again, that's with promo code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, you can call 877-8-HOPE-NY or you can text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available if you have a gambling problem. If you call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of the Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, you must be 21 years or older, but age varies by jurisdiction. Um, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. I can play the video if you like. Do you just want to send me the link maybe? or Well, I I did it on the laptop. I just look up Tortorella on Gauthier trade. Okay. Okay. I'll pull it up there. But essentially he was he was unhappy about or he or he's just pretending like he wasn't going to pay any attention to Gauthier. He said, I don't even, he, he said, I don't even know who he is. Well, obviously he knows who he is. Like that's just a that's just a lie. Right? You're gonna know who your fifth like round Tortorella. he was the fifth round pick in last year's draft. No, he, he was the number five pick overall. I'm sorry, the fifth pick. overall pick. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Yeah, here it is. Okay, I see it on ESPN. Talking about we don't want you. 
Okay. Yeah, here's the thing. Tortorella is a guy for he's a, he's usually good with a very very short a very very short leash and he's a guy who does well in short spans but over time you know he's not a guy who can last he's got a very short shelf life if you know what I mean Jesus I think they're pretty happy in Philadelphia right now I mean honestly would you say that Philadelphia is a top you know a top six team in the conference I don't think so no. Philly, Philly is a team where I jump. They have just as many points as we do, though, somehow, ahead of us in the standings because they have a, way more regulation wins. Novel approach, yeah. winning games in regulation. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. We're winning a lot of games. Oh, with the games we do win, some go to overtime, but we've got a lot of loser points, and that you know, is not going to be good um, when you come down to tiebreakers. Okay, here's our video from John Tortorella. There's yeah. a lot of good torts. He looks happy. Doesn't he look happy? He's wearing like this black, all black turtleneck. My God. This, these the death of Cutter Goat. Yeah. Philadelphia didn't want to play for the Flyers. What's your reaction to that? Then we don't want you. I believe you met Cutter Goat before. Were you surprised that he? I don't know Cutter from a hole in a wall. You know, so, and I'm not too interested in talking about him. I'd rather talk about Jamie. He's the guy that's coming here. Well, it's uh, it was a long time coming. It's been it's been going on for a while. Um, you know, we uh, we tried to uh, give him space. Um, we tried to get in touch with him many times. They wouldn't they would not communicate as far as uh, the Gautier side. Um, Can you just freaking side? Your your rights are owned by a team. And you will not communicate with them or return their phone calls. Are you fucking kidding me? Any thoughts on that, Grump? Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, the pro everyone knows I don't like the Flyers. I think they got way too much nepotism. But what I mean by that is, unless you played for the Flyers or somehow affiliated with the Flyers organization uh, throughout your life, you can't get a job there. Too much of that inbreeding with all flyer guys. That being said, Briere seemed like he tried to kiss the kid's ass for a while. What happens if John Tortorella had a hold in his house? In his house, he walked up to it. Cutter, is that you? Because he said he didn't know him from a hole in the wall. I like that about John Tortorella. I bet he's not getting a Christmas card from Cutter Gauthier's family next year, though. Well, I like how they tried to reach out to him like, and Gauthier's camp wouldn't go ahead and return his contact back. I was like, gosh. You know, so at some point we had to make a decision, and, and we thought with what happened just a few days ago, uh, this was our time to probably get the highest value. Um, not very often. Wow, isn't that crazy? They're trying to sell the prospect's high point. You get the there you chance, go. Uh, to find a Jamie Drysdale that you can add to uh, to your lineup, um, you know when that that came about and um, his name uh, made was made available, we uh, we got really excited and looked at us at the draft and told us he was built to be a flyer, wanted to be a flyer, and then a few maybe a few months later told us that he didn't want to be a flyer, didn't want to play for the Flyers. So in our mind at first, we we said we have to protect him, we have to. Because if he changes his mind again, um, you know, and it's out there that he doesn't want to play, it's going to be tough for him 
um, to put the uniform on, uniform on. Um, you know, but uh, when we realized that they refused to talk to us now, it's been months and he didn't want to be a flyer, didn't want to be in Philadelphia. Um, it, it was time to make it happen. It goes back. They told us uh, when he came back from the world championship uh, last May, I believe. <laughs> I mean, that entire situation's bizarre. Um, I'll say that. But guess what? They didn't say, well, the guy doesn't want to be there. Well, let's hold on to him for three or four or five years and see. Maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to trick him into being a fan of the Flyers and wanting to stay here. They said, fuck it. See you later. We'll try to get in contact. We worked a little bit, but you didn't want to be here. As soon as your value is at your highest, you played well in the World Juniors. Get your freaking bags packed and you're gone. Let's see if we could lower his it let's see if we could grind his value into the dirt so he'll just be a throw-in along with a first round draft pick for some 40-year-old ham and egg at the trade deadline. That's another approach they could have used. They, they could have said approach. they could have said as a guy was coming back from injury, let's start off in training camp pairing him with Dintro Timishov and Dmitry Kuhlman and then start him off as a healthy scratch for the first 10 games of the season and give him a few games sprinkled in where he played eight minutes a night and say, oh, you're not good enough to play anymore. We found your replacement. And you're right. They're probably going to trade. They could have traded him away at the deadline for absolutely nothing with no value. What does that sound familiar to, Grumpy? It seems like that scenario is something well, I've seen before. Well, no, there were two approaches. You could do the proactive approach or the grind your uh, grind your prospect into the dirt, lower his value to nothing, and then just give him ways <laughs> to throw away. They're two different approaches. Or how about let him play for an inept general manager in the minor leagues and a shitty coaching staff so that they never develop. And then, you know, hey, he's just as good as he was when he was four, when he was 10 years old, flipping pucks on his stick. <laughs> you know, the sports center highlight. He never improved from then learning, playing for the, you know, the AHL team. And why would we put a sniper on the first line? That sounds kind of dumb. We've got Let's Anders make him a third liner. Let's make him a grinder. Let's give a goal hanger opportunity after opportunity on the first line. And when he pisses that away, let's not even play the other guy. Let's take another streetie who, who's played for how many organizations that nobody wanted. And we sign for, uh, for nothing and put him in the lineup with regularity. The reason why this team doesn't win. There are reasons. The yeah. old man needs to go. It's not 1990 anymore. It just isn't. The game has changed. Time for the Islanders to realize the old man has to go. Cannot stay with this organization if you want the team to be good. It's over. He served his purpose. The first three years were fine. After that, the second three years, F. I gave him grades. I gave him an A- minus for the first three years and a freaking Z triple minus ever since he's run this organization into, into the ground he's running you know what it's like a car blowing a tire and a guy just riding on the rims for 50 miles that's what it's like going nowhere the worst thing is you're really going to see the adverse effects of him being general manager like when he's still he's general manager last year GM this year, and it'll probably be GM the year after that, too. You'll really start to see that five, 
six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. When we do a rebuild, it's like, oh God, well, the rebuild kind of worked, but we're gonna have to hit restart again from scratch. You had a you had pieces you could have built around if you were smart last year at the trade deadline. Now here's the thing. You could still it's still not in it's still it's still reconcilable. You can still try to make the right decisions here. You won't do that though. If we're not in the postseason spot come the trade deadline, he's still going to yeah. add to this team. I book it now. This guy and we're having this show on January 10th of 2024. Guess what? We called that well ahead of the time last year, too, and made the tweet that he was going to do that. I still think he's going to add at this year's trade deadline. It's going to be the wrong decision again. Okay. Two years ago, we what? 20 points out of a playoff spot at trade deadline? What asshole doesn't sell assets when your team is 20 points out of a playoff spot on the trade deadline? We were the only team that didn't make a single trade, acquiring anybody or trading away anybody at the trade deadline that 20 year. points out of the playoff spot. We did get better as the UN at the, towards the tail end after Washington rested everybody. We we were out by 16 at the end. <laughs> oh, I mean, gross. and Sorokin got us in the playoffs last year. Yes. And Sorokin, I told you, if Sorokin's not an MVP, the, uh, a Conn Smythe Trophy finalist this year, we're not making the playoffs. We're not making playoffs this year. And it's not because of Sorokin. You mean you can't give up 75 shots a game. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't give up 700 scoring chances in a week. You can't. The guy's going to be seeing rubber in his sleep. That's what it's like. <laughs> and, Let's get and, the comments. And you mean for the Vesna? You're not. If he's not a Vesna finalist, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, you said Conn yeah. I know you meant Vesna. Um, well, Joseph, C. <laughs> Joseph C says here, wonder, wonder if Tavares is traded now that the Leafs re-sign Nylander for eight years, 90 plus million. Hard for me to believe they can keep that core together, even with the higher salary cap. Well, salary caps going up $10 million in the next couple of years. Um, so, I mean, they could, his contract expires, I believe the same as Marner's in 20, at the end of 24, 25. So, I mean, who's going to make a trade for John Tavares? Oh, 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 Don't even fucking joke like that, grumpy old man. Uh -oh. could, you, could, you see, could you see if the old man was still in charge, we could give up like Noah Dobson or somebody like that for John Tavares? Couldn't you see? Because John, because Noah Dobson is going to have a big contract extension possibly on the way. They'll be up. We'll, we'll take on some shit contracts. Hey, let's exchange them out. Two firsts and a second, and Noah Dobson and whoever else. No, that's for John not. Tavares. No, that wouldn't happen. Please then not. sign him. He'll be what thirty-five at the time. Sign him to a five-year extension. No. Hey, no. let's go back to the glory days. Glory days. Da, 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 da. No, I seriously, if if they trade away John Tavares, tell me that would not be like, oh, that would just be like a dagger to the heart if we tried to acquire John Tavares. Oh man. I don't know what they're going to do with their cap situation, but guess what? I will tell you this Toronto, at least under Dubas or Dubas was very creative with cap space was very creative with how to get rid of players. I, I, he did a great job year after year. They had good talented pieces around. They just didn't have the postseason results. And that's what, you know, evidently moved him on the way out. Uh, what a shock. You have to, you have to produce in the postseason as well in order to keep a job. Uh, Nick D grump. Grumpy, TJ, Sunex, how you guys doing tonight? We're, well, uh, we're a team of slugs proven by the Vancouver Canucks. Fire Lou Lamarill immediately. 100% agree. 100%. Absolutely. Drew L., grumpy old man. 
it's good to see all the numb nuts on Twitter saying Lane Lambert's the issue with this team, LOL. Yeah, delusional, delusional. Freaking uh, ridiculous. Unless you had, what other Hall of Fame caliber coach like Barry Trotz can step in at this point? Are there any Hall of Fame coaches that are sitting out there? Joel Quinville. Oh, wait a sec. Okay, Joel Quinville would absolutely not coach for Lou Lamarillo. I mean, <laughs> think about what he think about what they did when he went to Florida. He turned that team around what two, three years? But here's the thing: they also got rid of the, the general manager. You can't have the same GM. You can't let the old man pick another coach. Can't do it. Can't do it. Trotz successful. For the first three years, very successful. Yep. Uh, Coach uh, Tommy B said, TJ, um, late again. He had to wash his hair. John Smith, Grump. The team defense is 100% the issue. How fast they dropped the trots tight D structure. I think they're doing that for a reason, because they know they can't score goals otherwise. Uh, how, much, think, how much offensive zone time did the Islanders spend? I mean, against a good team, we're never in the offensive zone. Maybe Barzell for a while and occasionally Nelson. That's it. That's it. I mean, I don't know what the, the The thing I'll also tell you here, at least about the offensive zone time or the lack thereof and the trot system. Remember, the trot system is an absolute freaking grind. An absolute grind. It's it's total commitment, total effort, every single shift. It's easier to do that when you're younger and you have fresher legs. The older you get, the tougher that is to do. And I wonder if it, last year we went back to the trot system towards the tail end, but there was no way in hell last year's team could have said, let's play 82 games in a regular season that trot style, exerting a million miles in effort or a million, you know, a, you know, a, a huge percentage of effort every single night and then be able to do that in the postseason. It's just not possible for this older team, I think, to do that anymore. But, yeah, defense is absolutely the issue right now. Yep, 100%. Coach Tommy B. Good evening, gents. Islanders were dominated, dominated last night. Just say it again. Dominated last night, plain and simple. Absolutely. And Matthew uh, adds it right after. We got schooled last night. 100% agree. Yep. And then Frank K. Grump. Time for a new coach. If they're not going to fire low no sorry but Sorokin isn't the same goalie this year at all he's let in a lot of weekies I know the D is trash but this guy makes eight and a half starting next year he's not looking like one his positioning has been bad the fourth goal was abysmal Clutterbuck and Palmieri need to sit they blow it's not Sorokin's fault it's not Sorokin's fault sorry I mean that our goaltending is the only reason we are not Columbus or Ottawa I'm just going to tell you right now we're we're Worse than, than Ottawa. We're below Ottawa in the standings without Sorokin. Our defense is a fucking invisible. It's like a shooting gallery. It's, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Don't blame Sorokin. Don't blame the coach. This fucking mess is the old man at the top. That's the mess. What moves did he make in the offseason? Nothing. Nothing. Less than nothing. He's done nothing. The I will say this for the Sorokin's going to make eight and a half million next year. I get it, right? Sorokin has absolutely out earned his salary every single year he's been there. He's earning four million dollars a year. 
absolutely he's out earned every single season what he's been getting paid. And you know what? I'm going to roll the dice. As I've said a million times, goalies have good years and they have years they struggle. Is maybe this year he's struggling a bit? Perhaps. Does it help that that we have absolutely zero team defense and that our goalie is getting left high to dry every single night? Does that hurt his numbers? Absolutely. But he's done everything you could want from the guy. Last year, we weren't conceding 35 shots a night like we are this year, and we weren't we weren't conceding the most. We, we weren't in a spot where we were expected to give up the most goals in the NHL like we are this season. Oh, Soroka needs to be so much higher on that saves above expected average. How can you do that if you're being point-blank opportunity after point-blank opportunity? And you worry about the effects it has on a goalie long-term, too, because it's like a quarterback who gets sacked a million times a season. You wonder what it does. Coach Tommy Baffy, grow up. Um, the Anders blew worse than the storm did. True. Yeah. Joseph C. Grump. Vancouver's just a buzzsaw, leading the league in goals scored and top five in goals against. Rick Tockett's done a great job with them. Yep. Ever since you he took Rick over Tockett, last year. You think Rick, like I said, they let, they let a team that's a young team grow together and they got a good coach. People forget what a great job he did in Arizona. Last time Arizona was relevant was when Tockett was coach. He's good. I hate him because he's a former flyer and penguin, but he's a good coach. Got to give him credit where credit's due, right? I'll say this here too, at least about uh, Vancouver. When he took over last year, it was a noticeable difference. Noticeable difference. David Sean McDonald, Grump. So I decided to play hockey again after 20-plus years of having to be the responsible one, and boy, am I rusty. Um, well, it's probably because your skill set's gone, David. Sorry. Oh, well, come on. You know, you, you lose some, you lose something over 20 years. I have the whole ring to myself. Vegas and hockey really don't mix. Not for the Islanders, <laughs> anyway. Coach, Tommy, Tommy you said Sun X is the backbone you know of this show, hands down. Tommy Baffy wanting to make sure that he freaking uh, gets his comments read, knows what to do. He gooses <laughs> time a little bit with a comment like this, and there you go. See? Oh, gosh. Tony, the werewolf cheese, grumpy old man, says, me and TJ are starting a history podcast. It's there interesting. It you hear it there, grumpy. And Scott, May Scott Mayfield is this year's Josh Bailey, says Vinnie Morgan. No, that's Riley. Sorry. <laughs> it's Riley. Matthew asked grump. Uh, read this comment, please, because I, I want to pull something up real quick. Well, we failed miserably on those measuring sticks. Absolutely, we did. Yep. And then Dan L. Dan Leachin says here, um, this team is a 50-50 to make the playoffs, and we'll flirt um, with around 95 points. Um, that's who we are. We continue to mortgage, mortgage the future for mediocrity. Not good. Yep. That's a problem. It's a problem that's going to be evident. Um, and as we continue to double down on this, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Tony the Werewolf Cheese, grumpy old man. I don't know how you guys come on and talk about this team twice a week for two hours. It's been the same exact story for the past three seasons. Lou and much of this fan base are holding on to COVID. Yeah, I mean, that's the only time we were good was during COVID. Guess what? COVID's over. So was the team. The only, time, the only time we excelled was when we had these time periods to where, huh, the seasons were shortened and we played the Barry Trot style. True. 
What the hell are you you are you chewing on your water again, Grumpy? Yeah, got ice in there. Ah, uh, that's right. Shit, I forgot you put ice in there. No, I don't put ice in there. I I freeze it so it gets a little ice crystals in there so it stays nice and cold for during the show. Because I'm not somebody who just wanders away from the podcast, goes to the bathroom or do whatever you do, just disappear. Well, I'm not like that. Grumpy, why do you need your water to be cold? What's wrong with a little warm water? I'm not a moron like you. Oh, well, there's nothing wrong with warm water, Grumpy. Come on now. Um, Knock yourself out. Drink warm water. I don't care. Angelo (laughs) says the team is not good enough. Exactly. Even a dog knows. He's cocking his head. He's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what he's going. Not good enough. Whole of the COVID seasons. John Smith, Grump. The the lack of of compete is really concerning with this team. No one looks like they're trying. I don't think that's the case. I just think that they're old. They're not very good. The NHL has passed them by. Look at the teams that give us problems. I've been saying it for years. Teams that have speed and are aggressive on the forecheck. It's like we we, we cannot compete with a team like that unless you got yourself a, a, a Carolina third-string goalie in there. You want to know what pisses me off is it's a time period. It's a time period. Just get back to chewing your fucking ice, Grumpy. It's a time period to where the league's goaltending is so miserable that our goalies are head over heels better than all the other goalies in the NHL. But because we're so deficient in other areas, we're just an average team. Our goaltending, if you put them on a team that really had a lot of pieces together, would be the best team. Our goaltending is spectacular. Varley and Sorokin are spectacular. But it's because we're so deficient elsewhere that we're just not able to make the thing go right besides average. Uh, Vinny Morgan, Grump. I'll predict tomorrow's game. I'll be there. Third period, Islanders have a 4-1 to lead, losing OT 5 to No, no, no. That game's going to be regulation loss. Um, just to let you know, the Scummy Flyers beat the Canadians in shootout today. Just to the let Canadians. you know. Canadians. Um, and then Pony Curtis says, Grump has been in full form lately. It's true. I have been. He absolutely has. Dan and those wonderful babies. There they are. It says, and Engvall, second line left wing with power play time is on pace for 10 goals. Yes, the cap hit is low, but we have six and a half more years of this. You oh. don't sign those guys. You Okay, here's our internal thing. Engvall. What did he make last year? Like one and a half million dollars, whatever it was. Sure. We'll offer you we'll offer you two and a half for three years. Three years. I then fine with that. And he said, Nope, I can get four and a half. Bye-bye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I'm not, you look at him. He's ex- he oh man, this is great. Because he knows he's a freaking ham and egger whose career was probably going to be over in a year or two. He got seven years. His wife's like, whoo, whoo. Yes, sir. Come on home, Pierre. We're going to have fun tonight. Tony, Tony the, the Werewolf, werewolf cheese. cheese says, can you read it? What's his name, TJ? Tony the Werewolf Cheese. It's not Werewolf, even though it's Absolutely. spelled Werewolf. Absolutely, that's spelled Werewolf, Grumpy. But it's Werewolf. I tune it's in Werewolf. Just to if, I tune in just to see if TJ went to work with the radio playing. Nope. Nope. What a no loser. radio. What a loser. I'm on the zero radio these days. Zero radio. What do you do? But do you yell at the drivers? I say silence. In silence. You're trying to tell me you don't yell at drivers? I do that too, but I sit in silence. Okay. You I believe me, you're vile in your 
comments about driver. You're like the definition of road rage waiting to happen. Ah, uh, sure. I'm glad, I'm glad you only live like 10 minutes from work because otherwise there'd be fatalities where you live. Vinny Morgan says, and everyone, and, and everyone will just saying it's just one game. Yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of these games that are just kind of piling up now. We're getting – it's not that we're losing and getting blown out, which we are, but it's just how badly we're being dominated. Total domination. We get lucky sometimes by throwing the puck at somebody's feet, a guy racing by, they get a goal, and then Sorokin wins the game for us by making 15 spectacular saves. But the vast majority of the time against good teams just doesn't happen. It's more yeah, exactly right. A lot of the people are just like, oh, it's just one game. Don't worry about it. Oh, it's just an off game against the Penguins. That's all that is. It's a lot more than just an off game against the Penguins. It is the normal. Drew L, grumpy old man. I just tune in to see TJ's cat makeout session. Well, if you didn't catch come in early, you'll miss that too. Yep. Uh, Vincent S says here, I 100% agree with the grumpy old man. Uh, this Islanders team is no good. Vincent, I just like to say, you got yourself a lovely family there. Absolutely. Mikey D. Grant. Mikey D says some Lamanites are in too much denial about this team and the league. Example, they think we're, they still think we're better than the Rangers and that Lafreniere is a bust. Another example, Toronto's bad. Yeah, Toronto's not bad. Okay. Toronto's playing really well defensively and now they're starting to score. You know, uh, Nylander's happy as hell, just got that contract and he had two goals. First night back. Oh, yeah. Got my, got my bag. Going to go out there and light it up. Going to keep you, it up tomorrow night. Guarantee you that. I cannot believe. Yeah, I do remember there are certain Lamanites who are telling me on a consider or telling us that, hey, yes, Lafreniere is a bust. They're also telling us that, oh, the reason Sorokin isn't stopping every single shot that comes his way is because, oh, he got the bag. He signed a big contract and now he's been lazy. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Well, you know what? That, I mean, that's okay. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. But, you know, Lafreniere's got 25 points. Pretty good. That Ten sucks, goals. man. He's 22 years old, and he's got more points than Simon Holmstrom. I wonder if Lafreniere was on the Islanders, how many how many congratulations posts we'd see of him every single day. Oh, man, Lafreniere looks so great. He's fantastic. He's the future of the team. Oh, yeah, he's young. You guys just don't love him. He's, he's young. He's offering scoring. He's exactly what you want. What did I say about Lafreniere? I'm like, you know what? He's, he's 21, 21 years, years old. old. He's <laughs> 21 years old playing on the big team, playing on the third line. It's not a skill set. What do you know? He moves up to a scoring line. All of a sudden, he's able to score. Amazing. And here's the thing. The Rangers are better than us. Peter, the head laminite has told us Peter Laviolette knows, knows what he's doing against the uh, he knows how to shut the Islanders down. So I asked the head Lamanite, do we have any shot of beating the Rangers? Oh, yeah, we do. I'm like, really? Because you said we can't beat a Peter Laviolette team. And they're better than we are. And they know how to stop us. It's easy to stop us, honestly. Just put the puck on the ice. That's all I got to do. Uh, Lou is gone after this season, says Matthew C. I'd I like to not. believe that, but I, I don't think not. it. I bet he's not. I'd like to believe that, but I just don't think that's the case. He'll be here as long as he wants is the unfortunate truth of it. So until he steps down, I think he'll be here. He's got a lifetime contract. Pony boy, Curtis Grump. 
Boys, I'm in the hospital fighting a deadly flesh-eating and bone-disintegrating infection in my hand. No joke. Been here since the holidays. Keep old Pony Boy in your thoughts and prayers. Man. Um, dude, yeah, we don't like to hear that. Don't know how you got it, but shit, that sucks. Well, I don't think I don't even think I'm I don't even think I'm overhyping that. That sucks. Pony boy, absolutely. In thoughts and prayers, my friend. Um, I hope you start feeling better, man. I know the Islanders are offering very little uh, in the form of comfort these days, but uh, I hope you start feeling better, man. Hope that uh, I hope the uh, I don't know animat. I don't know. And when he starts getting that type of stuff, I just hope they get you fixed, buddy. Alex Hinchy, Grump. Grumpy, be glad you're not on Twitter. A lot of fans are calling Sorokin overrated all because he's having a down year. You want to know why I'm not on Twitter? Because most people on Twitter, and I'm sure you are, Alex, I'm not, you're excluded, are freaking morons. They got IQs. They're like, uh, as, Lou, as Lou Albano used to say, their, their brains are the size of dehydrated BBs. You stick it into a parakeet, zing, it flies backwards. That's what I think about most of the people on Twitter. You want to know who's the leader of the of the of the the dehydrated BB brain? The head laminite and his ilk. Those are the ones. They can't they can't even come up with some flowery thing right now for how bad the islands are looking. Can't do it. Pony Boy Curtis, I, he sent me a picture of it. It does not look good. I was like, oh. I don't want to see it. You want me to put it up? No, I'm just kidding. I, no, no one wants to see it. And I absolutely don't want to see it. I'll send you pictures, Grumpy. I'll send you send pictures. You can no wake up. Pony boy, I don't like looking at stuff like that. Joe G says, I get better, though. Seriously, I hopefully they have figured out how to help you out. That's all I hope. Yeah. Joe G says, I don't understand the approach, honestly. I watched both games for Vancouver versus the Rangers. The Islanders, neither team bothered forechecking and tried to limit all the high danger chances. Vancouver's fast. Um, Quinn Hughes, he, I tell you what, he plays no defense, but holy shit. Can that kid make moves at high speed? He was flying up the ice yesterday. The puck kind of went behind him a little bit. He kicks it up at full speed from behind him up to his stick and walks in on the goalie. I'm like, holy shit. The kid got, he, I mean, he's got mad offensive skills. He plays no defense though. None. Yeah. James F. Grump. Ugh, guys, I'm watching women's hockey, Minnesota versus Tor Toronto. The arena has one side fans, the other side of the. Other side of the arena, no fans. TJ, pop that up on screen. Oh, God. There you go. That's how they make it seem like it's a freaking sellout. There oh, you go. Grumpy, grumpy. Yeah, stop. I'm. Hey, you know what? Knock yourself out, James. Um, Drew says. Uh, I also tune in to see Grumpy's reaction when anything happens on the TV. They're, by the way, they're in there. Oh, my gosh. They're at the. Oh, geez. They've, I think. Oh, my gosh. It's at the Islanders. It's at USB Arena. UBS Arena. I'm sorry. <laughs> they seem to be Islander fans, maybe, though. Oh, my God. Maybe you you, went, you bought a ticket to an Islander game and they gave you tickets for the full women's season. Why the hell? No, Grumpy, here it is. I'll show you. I will say this: they are a fan, and I, I just want you to take a look at the take a look at these two ladies, and you will not be shocked once you see one of them has one of them has an expression on their face, and she's trying to imitate the person's jersey that she's wearing. One of them looks like freaking uh, 
Captain Frowny Face. Oh, I thought one of them was Simon Holmstrom. No, stop. The one on no. the one on the right looked jealous like Simon, Simon Holmstrom to me. Don't be jealous of Simon Holmstrom, Grumpy. You love Simon. Oh, you know Simon Holmstrom. Come on, Grump. Yeah. Why can't we uh, move him? Well, uh, Michael M. Michael Moisa. He's one of the Lamanites. No, Hope he's not. Well, guys. Maybe he is. He is one of the Lamanites. Have you guys considered a live heart monitor on screen for Grumpy? <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> Grumpy, we need you to calm down. Oh. Matthew S. You know, we didn't see from my and I we do like Michael. All right, we do. And anybody that I pick on, and here's the thing, older people re realize this. When you're picking on people, it means you like them. Okay. You know, we didn't see from Michael today any comments on how great the Islanders are. He just came out and he tried to attack the grumpy old man. That's okay, Michael. I know why you did it. That's all right. I just want to tell everybody why. Mike Matthew S. once again says, seems like so many organizations are able to tear it down and build it up right away, better and quicker than we do for the longest time. 31 years now of the, uh, 31 years now of this BS as a fan. Yeah, true. Yeah. Coach Tommy B says Pelic was terrible last night, but first game back, so he gets a pass. I agree. First game back, I'm not going to pick holes in his play. First you game what, in the 20 games. You know what? Was he really good before he got hurt? I don't think he's anywhere. No, wrong. the answer is no, he wasn't. I just said Dobson, Dobson had to bail his ass out. Ooh, Still, I want him and Dobson on the same pairing. Uh, Mr. Meat said, Mr. Meat. I like that. He Mr. says, Meat. Crumpy nice is car. correct that's, and realistic. Man, I got to make this bigger on my screen so I can see. Man, that's old school car there, isn't it? The old uh, drag racer. All right. Uh, Grumpy is correct and realistic. Team just isn't that good. I still cheer for them, but expect to be disappointed more often than not. Yeah, it's the truth. I just, I just wish I saw a path going forward. Right now, I don't see one. Thomas Amadeo, Grump. TJ, oh my God. Yeah, I like, I like Thomas Amadeo. He's, he's on to something, Grumpy. He's cooking. Let him cook, Grump. TJ's hundred percent right. Yeah. Grumpy, reread that. Reread that for first portion of the, the the comment again one more time. I'm I'm sorry about that, Grump. TJ is a hundred percent right. Wow. We're going to get a forward and give up an arm and a leg for it. We need to keep that first round pick. That's gone. If we make a deal, you know what? A GMs come up and they go, the old man's on the phone. Great. <laughs> Thank God he called us first. Patch him, patch him right through. I don't know what I was doing right now, but I need to rearrange my schedule. Yes. Hold on. Put hold, Lou on. Right through. hold on. I'm going in for a heart procedure. Doc, put it off. I got lamin. I got that lead laminite on the line. <laughs> oh, no. Here you go. Uh, Drew L. Grumpy. Who says, yet we have a two-time AHL All-Star in Rushlan Ishikov that still hasn't been called up yet. Lou is the is a joke. Fire Lou, and I guarantee you the first move that happens is that Ishikov is on the Islanders. You know who we haven't heard from recently? Shea. Yeah. Remember Shea? For a, while, a long time, yeah. Of course I remember Shea. Okay. Hope Shea's okay. Like John P. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of fans we haven't heard from a long time. I hope the Islanders didn't finally kill him. <sighs> Coach Tommy B. says here, maybe the Islanders can hire Nick Saban or P. Carroll. Yeah, they're great. They're great motivators of men, Grumpy. Nick D. Grump. Best case scenario, Lou trades Wallstrom a first, and we miss the playoffs. 
maybe then the owners will get off their ass and fire Lou. Like you said, Grump, we're in dark times. We're not in the dark times yet, but they're it's it, okay. But it's like you can tell the street lights are starting to come on. You know, they come in before it gets dark. You can tell they're starting to flick. They start flickering a little bit before they come on. That's where we are. Oh, the bad thing is that we're about to lose power. We're about to have a freaking outage that covers the entire state of New York, yeah. the entire area of Belmont. Hey, Frank says, hey, what's up, Frank? How are you? David, Sean McDonald says, new coach. Laughing my ass off. How about a new freaking lineup? Yeah. Coach Tommy B says here, what are your thoughts on the Gauthier or the gutter or Gauthier trade and situation? I think we shared that there earlier. Tim J says here, we need to trade like Varlamov, Wallstrom, and throw in a Palmer and see what we get. An Arnold Palmer, maybe. Uh, yeah, I Varley at this point, he's playing well, but I'm like, he's got a no trade clause, Tim. That's the unfortunate thing. He's got a no trade clause. Adam P grumpy. Wow. That's like Ghostbusters two, uh, the villain in Ghostbusters two. Adam P says grumpy. I'm trashed in many Facebook groups for stating things like you guys. And I'm not repeating what you say. I have my own ideas and I'm vilified for it. Adam. I don't care if you repeat what I say. And guess what? Those peoples, they're fucking pussies. <laughs> they're just, here's the thing. Just because, you know what? There's nothing wrong with being smarter than the average fan. There's nothing Listen, wrong. People, people try to take, and this is the one thing I've never understood. It's because they put so much worth into their the team they root for that because I don't see exactly the same way you do that, I'm attacking the team. You're not a fan. A, You're not a I'm fan. A, I'm attacking their identity. I'm attacking the what they put their entire life into. And I'm like, here's the thing. I love, I cheer for my team. This I cheer for my team. I root for my team. But I just, I cannot blindly cheer for a product that I know isn't good enough. And I could see, it's like, alrighty, I'm not looking at, okay, if we do well today and we win a game, I'm going to be happy today. I'm trying to play it out and say, okay, great. Maybe I'll have some good days. I'm going to have some bad days cheering for the Islanders in the regular season. What does this look like in the postseason? Can we ever win a Stanley Cup? How does that look? How does that how does that play out? And it's like, well, we're not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. Well, shit, I want to get to a spot to where I could say, I firmly believe my team's a Stanley Cup contender. Does anybody out there believe that this team is firmly a Stanley Cup contender? Serious. Seriously, does anybody believe out there listening? Maybe you're listening live. You're listening in post. Does anybody believe that this team right now is a Stanley Cup contender? Does anybody out there believe, hey, if we just add our magical forward A or a defenseman B, that now the team is a Stanley Cup contender? Just interested. Um, put just, a to let, just to let people know, the Islanders, you know, not counting, you know, the loser point, four and eight in their last 12 games. Hey. Says, are you guys surprised that we're halfway through the season and croc nelson is on pace for a similar season as he had last year isn't every year that croc nelson performs well supposed to be the last year that croc nelson could ever have a career year okay if you do the same thing as the year before it's not a career year that's where you I like one brock. thing Rumpy does not like brock that's the difference uh, no i'm fine i'm fine with him I'm fine uh -huh, with him. Sure, sure you know yeah. what? He scores an awful lot of goals when games are meaningless losses. He does that. He's very good at that. And he scores in October. Um, that's what he does. Um, 
I mean, has he been – he's been okay this year. Nothing wrong with that. Is, is, X, is X still in the chat? Is X still starring comments, Grumpy? I don't know. How the hell do I know? I'm trying to message him. He's not <laughs> – Photoburkarta says here, yeah, this last year I had a good career. Drew L, grumpy old man. Can't wait to have P.A. Parento Jr. on our roster in five years once Luke can't even stand on his own two feet and has to go to a nursery, a nursing home. That's fine. I'm telling you. Adam it's, it's, Adam it, you know, I was about to say, with with Lou, we were talk, I was talking with Grumpy about this. I'm like, how? the reason I'm asking this question, too, is Nick Sate, right? As much as Lou, I think, is past his peak, he's lost his fastball. Nick Saban retired today. You know, Pete Carroll, done. You wonder if he's going to coach again. And you start looking at some of these guys who are older. Now, coaching takes a lot more, I'd say. It takes a lot more than being a general manager. But, you know, Lou Lamarillo is also a decade older than those guys. It just makes you okay. wonder, at 182 years old, how much longer do we realistically expect Lou Lamarillo to be as a general manager for this team? How much work does Lou Lamarillo do? He hasn't made a fucking move since the trade deadline. He makes one bad trade every trade deadline, and then that's it for the year. He works, what, one day a year? Come on. He did nothing in the offseason. He took off the summer. Sounds like other people I know. Take off the whole summer. <laughs> Uh, Adam P said here, TJ Grumpy, uh, TJ Grumpy. Clearly, we can knock long-term contracts, but it goes back uh, to my and slash our own main premise is that there are no top-tier unrestricted free agents that want to play on Long Island. So Lou must overpay in both term and dollar amount to keep anybody on the roster. Um, I, I will disagree. say this about that. I think that there's no excuse to the reason why we can't bring in a top-tier free agent. We can offer the money. We've got the state-of-the-art arena. You play in New York. It's not like you play in a small market. There is no excuse. The only excuse, it reads originally maybe the style under Barry Trotz, but maybe it's the draconian regime of Lou Lamarillo. No facial hair. Got to make sure your hair is at least off your collar. You got to do this. You got to. Maybe it's something like that. I mean, shit, you got players who just don't even respond back to to the to, to to the general managers and head coaches anymore these young kids i want to say it probably doesn't go over too well when you're in a spot where you think hey we're going to put together a whole bunch of these rules and restrictions that are way old school maybe the young kids don't like that let's see that's the way I, uh, players are just different athletes yes. are just different now they're different now than they were then and i just don't think an 80 year old can identify with them yeah I mean, he oh, he trades for guys and he overpays to keep them. And they all say yes because you know what? They want the money. I think uh, the, the organization needs a clean sweep. Before, they didn't want to play for the Islanders. There's always excuses why, team, why players don't want to play for the Islanders. If you pay them, they will come. Maybe they don't like the style of play. Change the style of play. Play like a modern NHL team. How many free agents was Vancouver signing when they sucked? Not too many. Yeah. Now they got the young guys. Now it's a destination. Certain oh, yeah. franchises are destinations. I The Rangers are a destination. Islanders aren't. You want to get a little kick out of this, Grumpy? I'm going to get Probably a kick out not. of this. So... <laughs> 
God. There's never been a general manager in the history of the NHL that's ever been 80 years old except Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> look at how long they lasted. Oh, look at how long they lasted. All of these GMs that are in their 70s. Two years. Two years, eight months. A year, uh, um, one month and 16 days, probably is interim. Two years, and nine months. Selke, Frank Selke was the first general man manager for the California Golden Seals. Jesus. Look at this. And now you got Lou Lamarillo. Interim. Interim. Look, they all have interim tags after him. Yeah, interim. Yeah, look at that. Interim. Interim. Oh, look, Lou Lamarillo. He was he with Toronto. He was originally. Toronto. Think about this. When he was GM with, with uh, Toronto, he was the second oldest GM in the history of the NHL. The only one older is Frank Selke. Yep. And guess what? He's the only general manager that's ever 80 years old and being a general manager. Disgraceful. I'm just like, maybe we're not. Uh, think, look, at, look at how many even just made it to their 70s, Grump. You've only had one, two, six, six. Oh, uh, well, maybe I counted them. Two of them are the same guy. Two of them are the same guy. Five, five general managers. Picture we have is on this list twice. It's like the Beatles. How many number one songs? Right, the Beatles. Oh, Beatles. Elvis. Lamarillo. <laughs> this is not a list you want to be on twice. Well, he probably does. Well, your franchise doesn't want him on there twice. Oh, oh no! When are they going to cut the cord with this guy? Oh no! Oh my gosh! Jesus! Oh. Look at how much money he's pissed away in five years. Almost <laughs> a billion dollars? And our team sucks. This cannot be real, is it? No way. Contract. The value of the is It's It's just a contract stored, so I don't know what the hell that means. Contract I, I'm value. Oh. That's contract value. That's how much money he has spent for the, for the Islanders' ownership, and we suck. We're average. We don't suck. We're average. If you're not first, you're last. Oh, come on. Come on, Grumpy. Ricky Bob. Uh, here you go. Uh, Tommy B, Grump. Lambert sits Bolduke, who was playing solid two for that bum Aho. Yeah, I think I think Bolduke has more upside than Aho. Play Bolduke. Sit Mike Riley. We saw that Matador. I mean, shit. Was that not horrible defending? And here's the thing. If you don't show clips, these people gaslight you online. Like, no, you just don't understand. You don't understand hockey. You must be watching a different game than me. Mike Wiley shoots every single puck that comes near him, and that makes him a great defenseman. He's fantastic. How did that play look right there from him? Was that they good? They don't defending? watch hockey. They don't watch hockey. The little right. poindexters who flip it, who go through their analytics. <laughs> Watch the game, Poindexter. Watch it, you pencil-pushing bastard. Watch the fucking game. Maybe you learned something. Frank Grubby. Bastards. Frank says, yeah, Holmstrom's cooled off. Time for Wally. Wally needs to play for 10 games. They gave all the last season to Wallstrom, and he sucked. He does suck. He's Here's the thing. He's an average third-line player. He's a guy that you could replace with a fucking broom handle. There's nothing special about Casper Holmstrom. Nothing. If he's not goal hanging, and that's cooled off because guess what? Teams have waked up, woke up to it. Oh, yeah. 
He likes to – oh, this number 10, this piece of shit, who you look at him, you don't even think he's on a team. He likes to goal hang. You got to watch out. Occasionally, when, we, when we're playing our eighth-string goalie, he can pop one in. I said, Pajot likes to pass him. They like to have that two-on-one when we're a guy down. So you know what we're going to do? We're just going to control the puck in the zone all night and just let him stand around. You ever notice when he's on the ice, he just stands there. He doesn't move. He does nothing. He just stands there in the middle of the ice. I could do that. I don't even need skates to do what he does. Just stand there in the middle of the ice. Just stand there. He never moves because he sucks. David Sean McDonald, Grump. First of all, if you're surprised and shocked by this team's average at best play, you might as well keep your head firmly up your own keister. This is what we've been for decades. True. Except for the two years, uh, actually the first three years of trots. That's when if you were going to make a move, you should have done it after the first Tampa loss. That's when you needed to make a big move to make your team better. We didn't do it, and that's why we lost to them the second time. We didn't do anything again. And I said right then, I said, this team is – right then, I said, this team is never winning. Never winning with this group. And I, I'll be proved right, without a doubt. And here's here's the thing. People – and now we start to get to this where people start ar- trying to argue the semantics. Well – most teams don't win the Stanley Cup. And when you use that as a metric, well, it's just an easy cop out, right? You're not going to, most teams don't win. So you're just saying we're not going to win this. We're Stanley not fun to watch either. We're not, unless you want to watch the other team dominate in our defensive zone, we're not fun to watch either. Unless you yeah. want to watch our defensemen pretend like they play defense like number two, maybe that's fun for you. It's not fun for me. That's the point I was about to bring up there next, right? Not only, we, we don't have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. But when you watch us play, are you entertained? When we played Vancouver, were you like, wow, I like that game. That was fun. How about Vegas? Were you saying, man, I just couldn't wait for period two and period three to start because I was having that much fun? No. When you play shitty teams like Arizona, you know, I'll get get facetious text messages saying, hey, man, I'm having so much fun. These Islanders teams are so much. They're so enjoyable. It's so much fun to watch. But guess what? When you watch them play normal teams, you watch them play good teams, we're hard to watch. It's painful to watch our team. I watch sports for enjoyment. That's what we all do. Why do we support the teams we like? Why do we like watching sports? It's entertainment. It brings us fun. It brings us, it's supposed to bring us joy. When we play good teams, are the Islanders bringing you joy? They're not bringing me joy when we play good teams. And unfortunately, in the postseason, we're not playing Columbus, and we're not playing San Jose, and we're not playing Arizona. We're going to be playing good teams. Not for long. Oh, I hope blows, says Matthew. Maybe S. a week to 10 days. That's it. <laughs> if we make it. Frank says Sorokin should have Billy Smith his ass. Well, yeah. Talking about, talking about the Vegas guy. Robert Harley Grump. Hey, Grumpy, how you doing? It's been about a year since the Horvat trade, and as much as I love Bo, but not at the contract he's got. And look at the Canucks now. Grumpy, you're still a good look, a great-looking guy. Why, thank you, Robert. I appreciate it. Yep, it's been, a, it's been a year. Well, it's not quite been a year, has it? I guess it has. I think it was February. No, I think that trade was in February. Was it not in February? 
Grumpy, we just found Grumpy's alt account. His alternative account is this Robert Harley fella who just cannot stop loving on Grumpy. He's, he speaks so complimentary of the grumpy old man. But That's yes, nice we traded we traded we traded for, for Bo Horvat before the deadline, a few weeks before the deadline. It was at the NHL, the NHL All-Star game, because Bo Horvat was an NHL All-Star and he wound up being traded to the Islanders on the All-Star break. So we are coming up on the, the almost a year anniversary of Bo Horvat. And guess what? We're not in much better shape this year than we were last year. People are going to use that to say, great, we overcame this last year. We can do it again this year. And now we've got a healthy Matt Barzal, too, in our lineup. So that makes things even easier. The good news about uh, us trading for a player at the deadline is we won't be able to sign him to a really huge contract because we have no salary cap money for next year. $5 million. They'll find a way. They'll find a way, Grump. Uh, Freedom Fund Adventure. I can't stand Arthur Staple. The dude is snide. I'm so thankful for Sorokin. This team would be co- constantly in the top four of the draft order if not for Sorokin. Yeah, he believes it too. Yeah. He was just stating facts. Yep. Straight facts. He was just stating facts. I mean, it's not that, you know, facts are a painful thing for a, a lot of people. They are, but it's just facts. The, yeah. the team is just terrible defensively. You can blame the coach if you want. You could blame the players. I, I, I just, I don't think there's anywhere to go with this team. I just don't think we can beat anybody good. Can we go back to the trot system and play that for a while? Sure, Maybe. but then get used to like one and two goal nights. That's entertaining. That'll that'll bring the people in. <sighs> Maybe they can put them all on one side of the stadium like they do for the women's hockey game. How long before you start think we before we you start oh before we start to hear fire lane chance in the stadium again? Still, their record's been you know they've gotten a lot of points in the last twenty five or so games. We're playing good teams. We don't beat good teams. Just don't. We did beat Carolina twice with their eighth string goaltender, mm. who just absolutely shit the bed against us. Twice. But here's the thing. Now Tristan Jari even beats us. I told you, you and Phil, when we had our show at the beginning of the year, and I told you, Tristan Jari's an above-average goalie. You both laughed me off the stage. He sucks. Jari sucks. I said, Jari, before the neck injury last year, was having a good season. He came back from it. I thought he was still banged up. And here's the thing. Jari sucks against us. He managed to shut us out this season. So, I don't know. Here's the thing. Jari doesn't blow. Jari's an above-average goalie. The only reason Pittsburgh didn't make the postseason last year is because Jari absolutely shit the bed. Every opportunity he was given last year, he shit the bed. Well, he's not doing that this year. They look, and guess what? The guy Nadelkovich, who I've always told you, man, I like Nadelkovich. I always like Nadelkovich. Well, he's doing an okay job for them, too. Looking at the standings of where the Islanders lie, we've played 40 games so far this season. We have 46 points on. Um, let's say we win tomorrow. We're not winning Toronto. Don't even say we're winning. We're not. We're losing to Toronto. Let's say we win tomorrow, grumpy old man. Well, heck, grump. That puts us at a pace. Tooth fairy coming tonight to your house. Was that grump? Is a tooth fairy coming to your house tonight? Santa Claus stopping by the Easter Bunny. Why you asking? We got a winning. 
to see a freaking fictitious character. Oh, goodness gracious, Grump. I, I'll tell you here this, right? If we win tomorrow, we'll be on a pace. We'll have played 41 games in the season. Best case scenario, we're on pace for 96 points in a year. If we lose tomorrow, we're on pace for 92 points in the season. Both of those are not good enough to make the postseason. But, and guess what? You well, look at there's a lot of teams that have a lot of they've got a lot of games in hand over us too. Yeah, but I think 92 points made the playoffs last year, didn't it? Um, Did Florida have 92? I will tell you, Grump. I'm trying to remember here. Florida had 92. Yep. We had 93, I believe. Well, here, here's the problem with us, though. We've had all of our games we're, we're getting loser points in overtime, so we will not have regulation wins advantage over any team. So that's the problem. We've won like four or five games in overtime. We have 18 wins. Think about this. We have the second least amount of wins in the Metro division, despite having played 40 games. The only team with less wins in our division than us is, is the Blue Jackets. The Penguins have more wins than us. The Capitals have more wins than us. The Devils, the Flyers, the Hurricanes, the Rangers. Oh, look at this. Wow. We only have one more win than the Sabres. One more win than the Canadians. Yeah, we wow. have a lot more points than they do, though. Well, that because we have loser points in overtime. Yeah, That's but, right. But, yeah, okay, but uh, I'm talking about it. for tiebreakers. I'm talking about for tiebreaking okay. purposes. We're eight points up on some of those teams. They're not catching us. You don't think Buffalo's catching us, do you? The no, Red I'm just talking about, here's the thing. I'm talking about right when we look at it, all these teams have more wins than us. They all have more regulation wins than us, too, Grump. That's right? True. So the Lightning. The Lightning may make the postseason. They might not. But guess what? They're going to be a team that has more regulation wins than us. Right? The Maple Leafs, they're going to have more regulation wins than us. Same thing with the Panthers. Same thing with the Bruins. And guess what? If the Red Wings are fighting for a playoff spot, they're going to have more re regulation wins than us by the end of the season. And every team in our division, doesn't matter which it is, whether the Capitals get hot, the Penguins, the Devils, all of those teams have more regulation wins than us. That's my point. When you're not getting any regulation wins, all the tiebreakers go to every other team. So you're going to have to have enough points. It's not like you can be tied at the end of the season and squeak our way in. Absolutely not. We will not make it in if we're tied with any team at the end of the season. So got to win games. Michael M. The non-numbers people think Riley's the problem. Okay. In other words, you might as well say this, Michael. The people with brains realize that Riley's the problem with the defense. The guy's playing eight minutes a game, which is probably 10 minutes too much, and he's generating a ton the other way, giving up less our way. You're wrong. Watch the game. Stop looking at the fucking numbers and watch the game. Watch that. We showed the video. He's a fucking piece of shit when he's on the ice. He's a liability in the defensive end. When was the last time you didn't see him doing fucking snow angels anytime somebody rushes down the ice? Because he can't play defense. He got cut. I mean, cut. Not traded. Cut. Where an organization says, you know what? We can't even use you in the minors to help somebody else. We can't even put he you waved. in your job. He got waived. He got waived. We picked him up off of waivers. We can't even see him with an ECHL affiliate because he sucks so bad. Somehow he's got a job here. Mm. He blows. Well, uh, Freedom Fund Adventure Up. Good evening, Grumpy TJ and Glory Boy X. Look at this. Tonight? 
The Freedom Fund Adventure. Stay glorious, there. Glory Boy X. A little play on Stay Golden, Pony Boy. Stay glorious, Glory Boy X. They know what to do to get X to star their comments. Yes. <laughs> X. Now, X signs off after two hours. He's like, like that's it. Two hours. I can't even it. get X to work for the full two hours. He oh, works for 30 minutes and he tunes out and he tunes in for another 30 of that. This should, this should be fun. Brock is amazing, says Frank. I like Brock too. I was thinking how I always say, imagine Narzi and Bo had a real Narzi. left winger. Well, imagine if Brock had two real wingers. I think I think if I think Bro I think Kyle Palmieri plays well with Brock Nelson. And I think Engvall is okay. He's a third line guy. There's definitely worse. Here's the thing. We're not pairing Brock Nelson up with Anders Lee like we are Matt Barzal and Bo Horvat. And like, you know, it makes you think, okay, if we did have a legitimate first line left winger instead of Anders Lee, we'd be a better team. I still don't think systematically we'd be good enough to win a cup, but we'd be a better team. If we added, right, I think we would be like, hey, I'd feel more confident about us making the postseason. But again, the goal is not to just make the postseason. Do you think, let's say Tampa doesn't start turning shit around after the the, the all-star break. Do you think Tampa's going to say, yeah, well, well, Tampa's a little different. I'll say Tampa's a little different. They've won multiple cups. There's a team with multiple future first ballot Hall of Famers. They've got a lot of older players. But here's the thing. If Tampa were to struggle and they continue to struggle and they struggle after the all-star break, Tampa should start selling assets. Start here's selling when you can realize that tampa plays us a number of times this year those are automatic wins for them oh that's true i forgot about that yeah rangers four times we four times we lose to the rangers this year how's that and that's all regulation losses yeah, that's right we haven't played the rangers yet this season oh god those are god! automatic losses. no and we gotta at least play the penguins once more too michael michael Man beating them if none of that shit matters, Grump, why are we defending an $8 million goalie giving up five goals again? What shit? I don't know. I'm an Ilya defender, but you Sounds own like your it. crease. But own your crease. Oh, okay. You don't want to know why. Okay, you want to know why it matters. You know what matters? That fucking Mike Riley's on damn defense. It's like five on zero. You know what we'd be doing? You'd be complaining if he's trying to push and he has his hands out pushing and they take a wrister and they put it in because the goalie's distracted trying to clear out space. The goalie's job is not to say, hey, buddy, we're going to let people lay right in front of you and your job is not only to, to crank your neck around but to go ahead and own your crease and push them out of the way. No, your defenseman in the postseason, and as it always is, your defenseman's job is to clear out and give the goalie a clear view of vision to make the save. But our defenseman is too busy playing like a seven-year-old playing youth soccer, following the soccer ball, saying like a bumblebee. He's like, uh oh, oh we gave him a goal. He's terrible. Mike Riley blows. I like honestly, Bertuzzo didn't meet and move much, but at least he knew where to stand. I thought he was way better than Mike Riley. Mike Riley, again, and Mike Moisa just proved my point. Thought he was a fucking winger. He thought he was a winger. Dude, you're not. You're a defenseman. Here's the thing. And you certainly play defense like a fucking shitty winger. You play defense. He plays defense worse than Oliver Wallstrom. That's how bad he is. I he, Behind the net, behind the other team's net, rushing the puck. Oh, oh, coming down the other end. But let me jump off the ice. Let somebody, a good, let a defenseman get out there to try to help. He blows. Pony Boy says, boys, you think Lee gets jealous of Horvat? No. Lee battled Lou for months and months 
on offseason about length of contract. That's not true. And Lou just gave Horvat a lengthy contract with no seniority on the island. No, I don't think he I don't think they care so much about that. I mean, that contract was four years ago. He got okay. Who's a better player, Bo Horvat or Anders Lee? It's Bo Horvat. It's not even close. It's not even close. It's never it's been close. close. It's not. Bo Horvat is a center, first of all. He plays defense, second of all. He's a better skater. He's a better passer. He's a better shooter. He's better at everything than Anders Lee. I agree. I agree. That's it. Drew L. Grumpy. Mike uh, Mike Riley for this team is like Charles Manson. He's an absolute serial killer for the defensive structure <laughs> of this team. I like that comment. Yeah. Kanye the Giant. Kanye the Giant, long time since we heard him. Grump, I know you hate the Flyers, but were you rooting for them against the Soviets back then? No. I, I they, <laughs> they, they <laughs> <laughs> you're rooting for the Soviets over the Flyers, huh? Uh okay. I want I mean I no, I was rooting for the Flyers against the Soviets, but it was close. I'm just gonna say it was I hate the Flyers. I hate the Flyers. I, of all all this I watch all the sports. The only there's no team I hate more than the Flyers. None. And I like what Tortorella's done with them this year. He's done a great job. He got rid of all the shit off the roster. He needs to come in here. He'd be the enema for this franchise as a coach, but they'd have to put him in charge, get rid of the old man. He's like, who's this Pierre Engvall piece of shit? You were on the second line? Get Mike Mike Riley? Shit. I'll, I'll buy you a bus ticket myself. You're out. I'll Simon Holmes? Hard. Go back to playing a banjo in Deliverance. Are my the little owners. brownie is back. Hello, my little brownie. Are the owners afraid of Lou? Because as much as he should be fired, I don't see the owners doing stepping up. I don't think they know. I don't think they know much about hockey. I don't and think they care. He, I don't think they care. Well, they better start caring because I, when people I, stop showing up, then they'll really care. I think they only care about short-term returns, and that just shows they're not here for the long term, right? If there's one or two things. Sometimes, and I love when people give me this. Oh, got to be profitable when you first step into a new arena, a new stadium. Eh, yeah, if if you're in a spot to where you're concerned with short-term revenue, instead of looking at the long-term success of the franchise, well, maybe you only have short-term interest in the franchise. And maybe you're not here for the long term. Maybe you're here for only ten years and looking to sell, and then go ahead and make a large sum, and then go off and and buy something new and and, and establish some new real estate. Like this ownership group is the real estate developers. Maybe that's the case. Maybe they're here only for the short term and they want to say, gotcha. When we try to sell this franchise 10 years after ownership, we want to be able to show the most robust revenues that we can from now until then. They dump it off on some idiot who doesn't understand that the team is in a bad shape for the actual player personnel and they go ahead and buy and maybe we get a new ownership group. I don't know how long this ownership group will be here. The longer they leave Lou Lamarillo unchecked, unsupervised, and with full reign to do what he wants, I believe that this ownership group gives zero shits about this team's future, which means they don't care about the long-term success of the franchise or about us as the fans. That simple. A rogue gamer. Hey, Grump, you give me a little respect on Brees Hall. I know I compared him to Barry, but last four games, he was sick all year, but was an ACL, stiff arm, spin moves, breakaway speed. Okay. Uh, world gamer. Barry, Barry Sanders? Unless you're talking about, uh, geez, I can't even think of another Barry. 
honestly. Um, he's not Barry Sanders. You know who, TJ, whose running style does he remind you of? I have a guy in mind. And he was really good running back for a number of years. For a number of years. I don't say Marshall Falk. Not saying Marshall Falk. Got to give me a not hint. Not that good. You got to give me a hint. Who are you thinking? Steelers. Team. Steelers. Are you about to say Le'Veon Bell? Absolutely. Running style. The way he kind of picks and the way he kind of, he has that oh, little vision and patience. Yes. Sure. Yes. Okay, sure. I could see that. Here's and the thing. Maybe on Bell could freaking pack a punch, though, and this kid can't. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, the running style is similar. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. And I like, I think Brees Hall's good. I think Brees Hall's good. Cutter Gauthier was good. promised on draft day that he'd play a one year of college and then the Flyers would sign him. The Flyers didn't realize they didn't have the cap room, and they told him to go back to Boston College for a second year. So you throw a little hissy fit. You say, gotcha. I'm I don't want to play for your organization anymore. I'm going to take my stick and go home. I can get name, image, and likeness deals now, too, in college, but I'm going to be all pissy about that. I'm like, what? Uh, okay, you weren't good enough. I mean, how does the, how did his numbers look in college the first year? I don't think they blew anybody away. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I had to pull this up here now. Now you got me interested because he's. I'm thinking he's a Swede, isn't he? They have. I mean, they have. They have like uh, 1.2 million dollars in cap space. How yeah, much money is he thinking, If he's on an entry level deal and he's in, is any? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think he'd be I mean, fine to do that. What? What? What team? He went to Anaheim, right? Yeah, he was. He's in Anaheim now. But let's take a look here. Yeah, let's see okay. how much money he's earning. He put up decent numbers there. He put up really good numbers in, in, in Boston College. 37 points in 32 games last year. And this year, he's got 23 points. Well, okay, I'll tell you one thing. Daniel Briere said he stopped communication with him in May. Wouldn't communicate back with the ownership. Wouldn't communicate back with the general manager. I don't well, know. That doesn't work for, honestly, that doesn't work for money. It doesn't work for this argument. Yeah, I was going to say it's not this season. It wasn't even the end of last season, or maybe it was the end of last season. And maybe he was expecting a contract immediately or something. He said, "We'll talk about it. We're not going to do that." Maybe, maybe that caused a breakdown. I don't, I don't know. It just, it's odd. It's odd. Um, I mean, like, are you, whatever. (laughs) Oh man, here's the thing: they're proactive getting rid of him, and I thought that was a good idea. Did they screw it up by promising him something and then not doing that? Perhaps we don't know the inner workings, but I'm sure over time we'll find that out too. Drew says here, Cutagothier is trying to exercise that NBA player privilege to say, I just don't want to be with this team. Time to trade me. But guess what? The Flyers are smart enough to say, oh, you don't want to be here? Gotcha. We're not going to hold on to you and hope that you're going to be convinced over years that you want to be here. And then we're holding a guy that's known not to want to be here. We're going to trade you away at your youngest, most valuable point. You're an ex-fifth overall selection, and you were just drafted. You had two good years in college. You had a good world juniors. We need to get you gone. And they did That's, that. That sounds like a Tortorella thing, though, doesn't it? Not a Briere thing. Sounds more like a smells more like a Briere thing. Being smart, proactive. Briere looks like a fucking piece of white bread to me. That's that that smells of Tortorella. He was pissed off. I wouldn't know this guy from a fucking hole in the wall. <laughs> I, I care know. about the guys who are coming here. I don't give two shits about who's going the other way. Who? I could care less about him. Yeah, Frank, grumpy old man. Who do we get for G? 
GM. I'm worried there isn't any good guys out there. There's always good guys out there. Again, I'm going after a young general manager from a team that's good, an assistant GM. You're not going to get an existing GM to come here. So you're going to have to get an assistant, some assistant, and bring him in, somebody with new ideas. Not analytics geeks, none of those, because that shit never fucking works. So you get somebody who's learned from somebody good. Bring them in. Somebody who's like, you know what? We're going to have to build through this. Because we're going to have to start over. It's a start over thing. Yeah. It's the unfortunate truth. It is the unfortunate truth there, bro. Yeah. Bro Gamer. Oliver Holmstrom, or maybe Oliver Wallstrom, might be like Hosang. I thought the kid had talent, was probably a big dick. I don't think so. Oh, man. Uh, Frank says here, Grumpa Man, Pony was saying that Brock has been getting more goals every preceding year the past two years. And uh, this year, he'll he's on pace to score 40 goals. I think, I, here's the thing. I am present, I am pleasantly surprised every year when Brock Nelson doesn't take a fall off planet Earth because really, Barry Trotz is the greatest thing that ever happened to his career. Yes. Hundred percent agree with that. Hundred percent. Asking Grumpy too, I said, when Pelic and Pulak are back, and if they struggle, could we say that they were a system just simply of Barry Trotz's system? Was their good play just simply, you know, a fact or just simply a byproduct of Barry Trotz's system? Perhaps. Remember, Pelic, I think, played under Doug Wade originally and didn't look great that stretch that he played his first season in the NHL. I'll be interested. Goon Goon Grump. Is the gentleman, Mr. Meat, who posted before the father of the popular character with a similar name from the motion picture classic Porky's? I don't know. I'm that gonna is. Bet probably not. His name was just Meat, not Mr. Meat. But Mr. Meat's the father, Grump. Goon Goon. Goon says, Why does Hulk Hogan refer to everyone as brother? I don't know, brother. There it is. Big Islanders fan, Grump. Hey Lou has a great gig. Why would he? Why would you give it up? No, that's why you got to shit can him. Same thing with the Patriots with Bill Belichick. How fucking bad does your team have to get before you cut ties with this motherfucker? He ruined the franchise. First of all, as soon as the People's Champion left, that was the end of that franchise. But this guy has decimated the roster. It's not that he can't coach. I think he can still coach. Not the same like he was a few years ago, a number of years ago. But he's the GM too. You can't let him pick players. That's the problem. What the, what is wrong with jettisoning this guy? Pete Carroll got fired. They were nine and eight this year. How does he get fired? I mean, who's the other guys who was who were fired? Mike Vrabel. Okay, they weren't great this year. That roster's been decimated by a rookie GM. He gets fired. How does Belichick keep a job? Kick him, kick his ass out the door. He he's got all his kids working for him. He's like Fredo. You got Fredo Belichick as a defensive coordinator. Yeah. You got Lou Lamarillo. I mean, Bill Belichick is the head coach and GM. Got to get rid of that guy. Get rid of him. Oh, gosh. Um, he got a nice comment here, Grumpy. Frank, we are winning tomorrow night. I feel it. Mm. Okay. Be nice. But I, Here's the thing. We've played well again. We've always played Toronto tough, even dating back to last year. I wouldn't be shocked if we won tomorrow. I really wouldn't. James. Yeah. Okay. Uh, guys, you think Lou will make a trade with a women with the player, the women's New York team for a guitar round pick? 
I don't know what that Jay, means. That, that doesn't really make much sense, but I would make any trade with a women's league team, not one. Goon Goon Grump. Grumpy, I've been disappointed that you haven't been spotted slurping up a few droplets of the grape elixir from the cap like you used to. Did you turn over Trust me, he's, No, he still does that shit. He's got to get the freaking extra little drop. No, see, there's, there's nothing in there. See, there's nothing in there. I don't need to if there's nothing in there. And it's only if I shake it. See, when I have the ice in there, I don't have to shake it as much. I prep the drink a long time ahead. I make sure that it gets a nice icy thing in there. And then I pull it out. So all the little granules are melted. I don't need to shake it as much. But I will eventually, sh occasionally shake it. And then I'll suck it out of there. Take that out of context. Then I'll yeah, suck it out of there. I don't care. Whatever. Rogue Gamer. Let Grumpy chew his ice in peace. Tend to your cat. That's a comment for you, DJ. That's not very nice, Rogue Gamer. And of course, that makes sense why X would star that comment. They're fucking X. Tommy Bappy says, blaming Sorokin makes me laugh. Reminds me of when we had Kelly Rudy, a really good goalie, with a total garbage team in front of him. Exactly. All the Laminites, they're morons. They just don't. Okay, great. person almost. Good, good and grump. What are the pros and cons of taking a flight where there is a changeover or two? I don't do that. At my age, I'm not. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to pay the extra, whatever it is. And I'm not, I don't want any changes. No. Just flying to my destination. Grumpy is old and irritable. Very easy. Who would ever have guessed? Fly me to my destination. I don't want to go to. You know, six airports, and most of them are some miserable slime ball uh, airport. Filthy. God forbid, Grumpy would ever have to set foot in Philly. I hate Philadelphia. I hate that airport too. The whole matter of fact, the whole city. I think it's that's where the asshole of America is—is is Philadelphia. Oh my god! All the shit just runs out of there. That's Frank crazy. says, "I wish, and for all the people who are from Philadelphia, move." Um, I wish Sorokin took seven million so we can get more guys. I see it. No, I see a lot of great teams don't have a top goalie, just a good enough goalie. I bet teams keep doing that. Top goalies getting paid a lot kills the cap. No, it's signing guys in their thirties to seven-year extensions, giving them seven million dollars a year, five million dollars a year, another five for Pajot, five for Palmieri. I mean, Casey's Ezekiel for six years, seven years for Engel. That's all that shit adds up. We've talked about it a hundred times. It's not one contract. It's all the shitty Jags that are on this team who get six and seven year extensions. You're stuck with them forever. Nobody wants them because they're not that talented. Build up your farm system. That's what you need to do. Build up your farm system. This way you can pay the, the good players, if you have any, the big money, and then let the lower entry-level contracts come in, and this is how you do it. We do it ass backwards. That's why we're in trouble. Oh, you're going to be. See, we Adam already put a new comment up there. Adam P says Grumpy is right. We the realists said that you can't be a full in in a full rebuild mode with Sorokin. That's akin to what Grump said about the team being worse than the centers without him. He's the reason we're stuck in mediocrity. It's true, but nobody's trading for Sorokin, and we're not trading him. He's one of the watchable things for this team with the saves he makes. Um, got a comment here from Drew L says this podcast is definitely going until midnight. I guarantee you it will not go that way. Goo goo grump. Uh, is texting while sitting atop the toilet a reflection of bad etiquette 
or does it merely mean diddly in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, CJ, I'll let you into that one. I don't text on the toilet. No, I like, uh, no, I will, I will hit, I don't ever text anymore. I like to hit the little speak button and I speak to it. And that's why it's like, why is this guy not, why the message make no sense? I'm just speaking to it. I don't like texting. I'm, uh, I don't know how people just do it all day long. I'll, I'll send a text every once in a while, but I like to speak to it and just hit send. That's easier. You know, like, you mean how some people on Twitter all day long? Maybe. <laughs> James F. Grumpy says here, Grumpy, uh, you're gonna, cr- you're going crazy. Stop. We're not worse than Ottawa. I didn't say we're worse than Ottawa. Now I said if we had a, if we had to play with with uh, Appleby in goal because we don't have any goaltenders, we'd be worse than Ottawa. I believe that. Yes, George P. Grumpy. Hey, Grumpy, you're you're talking shit about Mike Riley, but no adoption is straight garbage defensively. Do you not see that, Georgios? I don't know what fucking games you're watching, brother. <laughs> brother, uh, the yeah. no Dobson's our best defenseman. It's not even close. He's, matter of fact, he's our best defensive defenseman now too. He he's is our so best calm, cool, and collective. The puck Absolutely. in his own. Watch he how calm he, he needs to be. He's paired with the worst. He's paired with the second worst fucking defenseman on the team. And if you're wondering who who could be the second worst defenseman on the team, it's I play no positional defense, Romanoff. Everybody I, I get paired with, I make worse. That Whoa. guy, Alexander Romanoff, he's close. Before it was Riley, it was Romanoff who was the worst defensive defenseman. And, you know, for a guy who's a top four, Romanoff is definitely in their top four is our worst defenseman. I don't even think it's close for second. Not even. Um, he says, Adopson's a turnover machine. That's just not true. I don't know what games. I don't know what games. Again, I don't know what he's games. He's good offensively, but, he, uh, but on defense, he's garbage. Like I said, you're not paying any attention to the game. None. <laughs> even the lead Lamanite can't even push that narrative anymore. And he's yeah. and he hates Dobson. Can't push it. Frank it says like Noah has played defense way better this year. Yeah. The matter of fact, they're even talking about he might be a NARS trophy finalist. And the thing is, out of those guys, McCarr, Quinn, Hughes. Uh, he's the only guy who actually plays defense. Yeah. Um, good good grump. Is Grumpy a spring chicken compared to that old codger, Lou? Yes, I am. Mm. Oh, good gracious here. And then uh, Engvall is playing bloody awful. Has any Islander missed so many golden scoring opportunities than that sad sack millionaire? But, yeah, there have been plenty. That's, but that's not his skill set. I've said, I've said that all year. Last year, I said, you watch him. He gets the puck. He, he misses. He, the, the puck will always bounce off the heel of his stick. He's, just, he's not a goal scorer. He just isn't. To expect him to be a goal scorer is just it's just foolish. And for the lead Lamanite and all the rest of that ilk, they, oh, he's gonna score 20. He's not. That's not his skill set. Don't expect stop thinking he's better than he is because he's not. And I feel bad for him in that regard. People going after him because you know what? He's only he can only be what he is, as good as he is. Anything extra is just not who he is. Sorry. I'm um, got a camera here from Robert Marshall says Dobson has been overused. I do I agree, agree with that. that. I think that they've used this is a guy who's been playing like 27, 28 minutes a night almost ever since we had Roman or ever since we had Pelican uh or Pelican Pulak out. And I want to be honest with you, that wears on a guy after time, especially because it's his first time ever doing that, and it shows. You could tell he's got deadlights. Christian JBT grumpy. 
The Islanders are exactly like the Dolphins. They can't beat good teams. Uh, I disagree in the fact they can't be good teams and neither can the Dolphins. I'm rooting for the, and if you listen to TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show tomorrow, we're going to have our NFL playoff spectacular for certain. Um, I'm rooting for the Dolphins for certain, but the Dolphins at least show like they have some offense. That much I get. And they're better defensively too. Nick D. A little curveball. UBS will host next year's All-Star game. Ah, good for them. I know the owners are happy about that. Uh, here we go. We got here. Big Islanders fan says here against Tampa. We had Comroff on the first line. Then you wonder why we you why you lost. Yep. We didn't have a first line winger there. Uh, Leo Comroff playing on the first line. We were expecting that to work out well. Drew L. Grumpy. Just a tip for everyone. If you want to watch what a functional organization looks like, watch the Knicks. Fuck. There it is. Okay. Frank How did that Grumpy. comment, slip? How did that comment slip? You can you can thank X. X X X does that sometimes. I don't want to see any Knicks bullshit coming through on the comments ever. Uh, Not uh, even on the old sports show. Frank says Noah was way worse last year. He's actually improved, but he has plenty of room to get better. Uh, everybody, every defenseman you could say in today's league, because defense is not uh, not something that the team value. Just like goaltending is not valued. It's the reason why goalies suck, and it's the reason why a lot of opportunities come the other direction. Is because it's not a, not enough of an emphasis is placed on. As simple as that. Uh, Michael M says here, um, who has been consistently good? Barzal, Horvat, Brock Nelson, anybody else? Maybe Dobson. Definitely Dobson in that mix, and Sorokin. I, you know, do you think Nelson's been consistently good this year? I don't. Nelson's played well. Yeah, okay. You don't like Nelson, you don't consistently like good. The answer is fucking no. He's never been consistently good. He's a streaky player. He's been good enough this year. I'm not ripping him, but he's not been consistently good. Now, lefty all around. This is a fucking stupid comment. All right, I love you. Love Vancouver. Quinn Hughes. Hold on, Grumpy, 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 Grumpy is throwing freaking throwing haymakers tonight. Grumpy, not playing very Quinn nice in the same. Is not a top four D man of all time. He I do agree. Not. He's, not. He's not. We could probably find four thousand defensemen better than him all time. He's played what two, three years. And here's the thing: he's not a defenseman. He's phenomenal with the puck. Absolutely great offensively. He's not great defensively. Just not. Oh man, here you go. I would be uh, interested. I'd be interested who his top three are. <laughs> Bet and blanket there. Surprised TJ hasn't said it or played the clips of him saying it forty times yet. I don't have that prepared. I, that was the one time special for me. Uh, <laughs> Giorgio's Papa says here. Um, Trust me, Dobson's horrible on defense. He seems like he's improved. It's just his numbers offensively are good, but he's as a defenseman, he's bad at it. I, we'll just agree to disagree. He's looked much better this year. He's been our he's best defensive best think on about the it. team. Best on the team plus 16. The majority of the team is minus. He's been yes. that good. Yes. Um, absolutely. Okay, we saw this already. We saw this comment from Nick Sion. Um, Giorgios Papa says, How many times a game does our defense ice the puck? Every time Mike Riley's on the fucking ice, because guess what? He's not, he's, he won't even skate up to the red line. He dumps it from three or four feet back and he's like, what? Hey, asshole. It's the red line. You got to get through for you. Just haphazardly toss in the zone. Tony the, Tony the werewolf cheese says, I love how TJ said year, year anniversary, like anniversary wouldn't apply. 
Yeah, it was kind of, well, I guess I screwed it up, but I was trying to make a call back to something else that was done on social media <laughs> when somebody was commenting, uh, someone was retweeting me. Uh, but Robert Marshall says here, LOL, Pelic has sucked since the All-Star game. Um, maybe a little strong, but his play, absolutely, his and Pulak's play has been on a downward slant. It absolutely has. Before that trade was on January 30th. I knew it was closer to the end of the month or something. Pony Boy Curtis says, I haven't been able to comment on the last couple of podcasts, boys. But Grump, I really think you need to get TJ a shrink. Yeah, TJ's got fucking issues, all right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, Giorgio George says, even though it's not Lambert's fault, we might need a new coach. I do agree with that. I just, if, no, no. It's not how many, how many coaches are you going to let the old man hire? How many? How many? Too many. Um, Eventually, you got to get rid of the GM. Billy's getting uh, machine gunned out there with our poor yes. defense. Agreed, Rob. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oliver Curtis Grump. TJ, how do you come up with the format for the podcast with being able to put up people's comments live as you guys are streaming? There are virtually no other sports podcasts that are like this. Um, yeah, I don't, we grumpy and I, when when grump and I used to do the podcast in the same area, but then when we stopped doing that, once, once I moved long, long ago, um, we just did it like this and we're like, great. It's good to have live interaction and comments like that. It was good to be like, okay, cool. Different ideas that were being thrown in there at the same spot. So it all worked well. And I guess the rest was history. The rest was history. My, my dear friend, Drew L grumpy. TJ, can you believe Grumpy just insulted our intelligence just because we use Twitter? I think it's time to cancel Grumpy. Cancel the Grumpy, man. What do I care? Uh, Rogue Gamer says, TJ is a secret special Lou agent. Yeah! Pony Bar Curtis. In the way that they give listeners a voice, how do you guys do? By firing off the live comments as you're podcasting. Where did you get the idea for this format or who did you steal it from? No, TJ, that's a TJ thing. He wanted he he wants everyone to be able to voice what they feel about the team. And we do that on the other podcast too. It makes it way longer, absolutely. Um, even with us taking selected comments, it's so we get a lot of comments, but you know what? We want people to engage who listen to the show. He wants people to engage and listen it's, to the show. I wanted it to be like a bar, like a pub where you're shooting the shit with your friends. And you're just talking about the things you like. And it's like, how could you do that if you're not at the bar? Well, you go, you go to the you go to the podcast and we just shoot it like we're all buddies. Uh Pony Bar Curtis says here, TJ, you seem like the guy to take cold the type to take cold showers. I've you don't have a problem before. taking cold showers, do you, TJ? No, I could do that again. What kind of fucking maniac doesn't mind taking cold showers? Coach Tommy B. He was on a team USA that just won the gold at the World Juniors. I don't know who he's talking about. I don't about. know why it's Guthy. I don't know why Cutter Guthy. He was good too. And he was good in the I don't know why I thought he was Swedish, but I guess he's not. Um, let's go, Islanders. And uh SJUBB fan says here, grumpy old man. What do you think we get for uh for Wallstrom in a trade? Nothing. Nothing. They've killed his value. Nothing. He's gonna be a throw-in. Yeah. Michael M says here, Grumpy wants a young Lou. Not getting one of those. Getting Frank close to 1K subscriptions. Yes, yes, yes. I checked that. I'm like, why are we not at 1,000 subscriptions? Get your friends. Please subscribers. Subscribe. Don't don't say subscriptions. Subscribers. What Send Grumpy to Philly. That's right. Oh, jeez. Michael no, M. Roman, I was being good. Yeah. Oh, my God, what is this? 
Good for nothing is what he's been good for. He, you know what he's not good at? Playing positional defense. We showed that too, Michael Moiser. We showed where he just – it's like it's, – it's almost like he's a car where the steering goes out and he's just – come on. Google says, do you think Phil Sack soiled his trousers after the Islanders' latest debacle last night? He doesn't know what to do. He's lost because he can – even he, the lead Lamanite, cannot spin how bad this team has been. Can't do it. Can't do it. I'm going to tell you this. Possible spin it. I can't wait till we get him on the show. I'm trying to get Phil on, and we're going to bring his co-host. To come on. Too scared. Oh, too scared wow. to come on the show. Wow. Uh, I can't wait till we have we got to start we, like around the trade deadline. I think we're just going to start like doing the rounds and start having guests back on. We've done it a while without guests. I'm ready to bring guests back on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's we'll see. I feel like we're the same freaking we're just running on a treadmill. Same place as we always are. CX has my back, says Drew. Good job, X. Keep sliding those Nick's comments. What in the there. fuck? Why is that comment in there, X? X is gone. I know he's gone. Rogue Gamer uh, says, is, is TJ a furry? furry? No. What the hell's a furry? I don't know. I, I put that up because I figured you wouldn't know what a furry was. Uh, goon goon, crumpy old man. TJ, we didn't see any of your cats took us tonight. Quick, make my dream come true. No, thank you. A Flex Crew says here, just had some Seaport Deli in Port oh, Jeff. Yeah. If you know, you know. Fire! Wow. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it was, if yuck, yuck, yuck. If yuck, yuck, fire. <laughs> Please tell me you're. Please tell me you're fucking around. I'm not. I don't read. I don't read like that. I everything I put down, I type out. Type everything out. None oh. of this stuff. I you know. I know how to spell. Crumpy. Fuck. And we got one meme. Uh, let's take a look here. Uh, Drew Allison is a meme that we'll wrap up the show with here. Let's take the leak footage of Lou's next press conference with Shannon Hogan. We cheer for athletes like Kareem Algebra. And, and Joan, Shingang, 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 It's embarrassing. You know what? If it wasn't so sad, it, it'd be funny. Yeah, it would. It is so sad. I have not seen that. I try not to watch that stuff, but yikes. Yikes. Coach Harvey says, see you, Jansen, next two or in two weeks. Uh, Curacao or Curacao uh, vacation next Curacao. week. And you were complaining to me when I said, uh, if yuck, yuck, you were complaining about that. Motherfucker. You act like Curacao. I, I, I just not fucking country. Grump, what do you want me to tell you? Ah, Curacao vacation next week. I'll send you a postcard. Send us a postcard. We're down. We're down. Um, but Grump, let's see here. Drew, five stars. There it is. Oh, gosh. Shannon Holgan stalks me in her spare time. Oh, God. Wow. Okay. Let's, she doesn't let's strike try. me as being a stalker, but okay. Let's let's oh I saw Grumpy's OnlyFans. OnlyFans. I thought out OF was outfield. What's an OnlyFans, Grump? Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's like uh uh porn site, isn't it? Or something? Or yeah. like OnlyFans get to watch you when you do crazy uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you do crazy things. Yeah, crazy yeah. things, yeah. Well, Grump, let's wrap things up here today. What do you want to say before we wrap things up tonight? I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens and even those who don't from TJ, the grumpy old man, and behind the microphone, Sun X. Thank you so much, guys, for watching the show here today. Watch we'll tomorrow night. Watch tomorrow night. Watch tomorrow night. 
tomorrow, live tomorrow on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show. Link in the description below or has a feature page here on our YouTube channel. Um, and we talk anything and everything sports on that show. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Grumpy. Thank you so much for the uh, for the engagement. Thank you so much for the comments. Thank you much for, so much for the thoughts. Hopefully, we get a win tomorrow against Toronto. Fingers crossed. But uh, I say no, so that probably means a victory. When I say yes, is. we lose. When I say we're going to win, we lose. When I say we're going to lose, we win. So I'm predicting a loss. It's a guaranteed win for the Islanders tomorrow. Take it to DraftKings. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, thanks so much, Grumpy. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.